in a world where a guy does some things for reasons explained for an hour. Events unfold because cinematography. Cue dramatic music here. You killed my father! What do you mean my uncle's my brother? That changes everything! I can't believe I'm in the climax of the movie! Everybody run, it's the Deus Ex Machina! Everything's leading up to some kind of resolution. Oh, final battles are just too much work. We have to clean up this dead villain. Does anybody even watch the credits? Easter egg! And finally... Copyright material! Intellectual property, bitch! Coming to theaters July. Hey! The Earth is spinning and wobbling slowly back towards the sun, and I think that's wonderful. Even though, you know, we're having some crazy winter storms, Texas uh, is notorious right now for their crazy winter storm, but it's almost over, guys. We just got to hold in there a little longer. And but, then our magnetic poles will flip and we'll all die anyways. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what the news supposedly is Remember, impending. Magnet, I don't know what, anything poles. about that, but... Oh, no, the compasses will be backwards. What are we going to do? Well, last time it flipped and then flipped back. Yeah. But is that going to affect our AC power? <laughs> I think we'll have to adapt some really cool UV ray shields. Yeah. So we were we were sitting here talking because Brady and I BS before we start everything, and then we're like, oh, we should record this. This is good. Yeah, so today's episode's going to kind of kick off with a, a story, uh, and I thought it was a banger of a story, so it had to be included in an episode, and okay. there we go. You guys are going to love this. And it's about a very uncomfortable co- topic yeah. to many people that can get you in a lot of trouble, which is transgenderism. Well, I'm ready to take the heat, so. Well, me too, and because honestly. I'm I'm waiting for summer, so I give me some heat. I got some of the best skincare tips in my life <laughs> from a tra- transgender person, so um, yeah. uh, nothing but love. Uh, this story is an interesting one. Years ago, I've lived on my farm for almost 20 years, okay? And when I moved here, it was kind of the Wild West. It was during the height of the meth epidemic. Um, emergency services were not allowed to respond down my driveway without police escort. That's how bad my road was in the early 2000s, okay? And I was just a kid at this time. So it was very nice. Like one time I was doing my college homework and there was a shootout at the five acres next to us. Bullets pinging off the roof. My husband went full tactical. I was a teenager, so I was just like, whatever. Um, so, long story short, there's this person that I refer to as toothless. Uh, kind of like in obvi- obvious reasons, no teeth. <laughs> toothless was a little high strung, largely in part because of the pseudoepinephrine and, you know, the meth. Um, Wonderful drug. There's a road, <clears throat> through, an old road through my property, my farm, that for years in Idaho, and I think it's still this way, you can drive on private land without a license. Well, when you are into a lot of substance abuse, you typically don't have a license for various reasons, and you know, anecdotally. Toothless, one time, this is how I met him, there was a huge ditch that the previous owner dug at the edge of my property because people kept trying to cut through it, and he jumped a Ford pickup into that. And then he came over and said, oh, I need to cut across your land to get it out, and my husband's like, no. And so, long story short, he gets a huge backhoe, drags the truck all over the place, causes a lot of trauma, good times. So that's Toothless. Toothless's wife's name is Panda. I don't really know if that's her real name, but what, how I met Panda, and see, I had known Toothless for years, had never met Panda until she cr- kind of rammed her minivan into a snowbank while looking for a dog. Real quick. Yes. I don't know if anyone will ever know if that's her true name. I don't but know. But it's so fitting that uh, somebody who at least goes by Panda is involved in this. Like That is in this story. Yeah. <laughs> so well, continue. Sorry. Yes. Th- I'm just setting a backstory <laughs> for this entire thing. So Panda and Toothless, I want to get this straight, guys. I don't judge people 
for where they're at in their lives. I, in fact, I feel really sad because I call it the Circle K Corral. Where they lived on a five-acre parcel through the trees from us was a bunch of single-wides in a perfect square. And in the middle was where all the, the magic happened. And by magic, I meant there was various ages of children half-clad, mostly filthy. It was... It was not a good seating. It, yeah. just, it wasn't good. So I got to know, I, I didn't hang out with these kids because it got out that my husband was a murderer. FYI, he's not. But we let that rumor go for various reasons because it kept people away from us. I I, I got to reenact the rumor because now everybody's here all the time. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, you should kids, reinstate that rumor. I need to reinstate it. Well, we didn't even start it. A crazy guy did. But I really liked the rumor, to be honest. Um, So these kids used to come down once or twice a year. They'd show up as a herd. I might give them some cookies because they were usually in various states of in, undress and... They weren't abused. I don't know. I can't say that, but they didn't live a great life. It was definitely what... It's like... If a you, perfect example of rural po- poverty. Yes, it was a caricature of rural poverty. And so I tried to treat... It's hard to say r- rural. Rural poverty. Yeah, it's poverty. that word. Rural poverty. Woo-woo. So anyways, one of these kids, the youngest of Toothless and Panda's brood, I think, they c- it could be a grandchild. I'm not really sure at this point. Let's just say relation, was born a girl. Her name was Chris. Okay. Well, I hadn't seen Chris for years, and my children were homeschooled up until last year, and then they went into school, so long, they started riding the bus, okay? Because so I wanted them to have the full public school experience. My daughter was a freshman last year, son was a seventh grader. Well, mm. this year, when we go up to the bus, Chris's older sister, Athena, graduated last year. Athena was a kick, man. We're thinking hardcore goth, went to the alternative school, really intelligent. Well, I'd never seen Chris before, and there's this kid. And Athena was standing with this kid on the first day of school. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And she comes up, and she said, this is my brother, Chris. And I said, hi, Chris. Well, Chris had tits. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, and, and, and Athena's like, and Chris goes by he. Those are his pronouns. I was like, rad. So every day I kind of that I go to the bus stop to pick up the kids, I give Chris a ride down the road to their house because I, I, I stuff all the kids in there. It's kind of, we have a neighbor kid that goes in. If I have room, I think it's nice to give kids a ride, especially when it's like three out, okay? Oh, yeah, you might It's as well. cruel, and, and for some reason, no one ever comes and picks up Chris. It's not like it's a short walk, you know? It's yeah. not a horrible well, walk, but it, no one ever is there. So, I got my daughter Wednesday, and everybody was real high-strung coming off the bus. Like, there was an energy. You know these energies we were talking about? And I was like, what yeah. is going on here? And they get in, and they're like, they're kind of quiet, and I stuffed Chris in there, and I asked him how he was doing, and... I always let Chris off on days that I'm really busy at the end of my driveway because it's only like maybe 1,200 feet to hers, okay? Okay. It's not that far. And she can walk. It's Or excuse me, he can walk. And it's also very hard to transgender people when you've known someone as a she or a he for 20 years or 15 years or even five years, we're not trying to be jerks. Like your brain just is randomly, I'm talking about Chris. I knew Chris yeah. as a girl. So I really do respect pronoun choices and I try my dangdest. I do refer Chris yeah. as a he. The people definitely need a bit more slack on the using of pronouns. It's like, yes. don't crucify us. I'm not willfully being mean. It, let's just say context is always important. If it's obviously used hatefully. Oh, and I always correct myself. Then whatever, I meant, how but, are you, Chris? You know, what's up? Yeah. And I try to just stay very I'm talking neutral. to you, Twitter. Yes, Twitter. Well, where this story gets interesting is after I dropped Chris off, Isabel's like, yep, Chris got suspended today. And I was all, what do you mean, Chris? Because Chris is kind of, she, he's quiet. But he's also got that, there's a lot of kids out there that don't know how to conduct themselves emotionally because they weren't developed properly. Do you know Mm, what I mean? Yeah. 
and and whether the, there's you know if that's chemical, medical, environmental, I think it's a yeah, it's, it's a combination of all the things. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. But Chris had got suspended, and then I found out why. There's this kid, and I won't use his real name because it's kind of. But let's just say C was sitting there. You don't want there. to dox him. Let's well, dox him. No, I'm just and joking. actually, he didn't <laughs> let's do not anything. Do this that. kid, you know, Chris is in the wrong here. Um, yeah. this kid was sitting there, and Chris was just smack talking him. Okay, just like in his face about stuff. Uh. And finally, he goes, "Yes, father," because he was Chris was trying to tell him what to do oh, and, uh, yeah. in his face. And you know how everybody does that, like yeah. sarcastically. Okay, mom. Well, apparently that triggered Chris. Uh-oh. That kid wasn't trying to use it in some sort of gendered way. It was in this quit trying to be an authoritarian, smart-ass way. Chris hauled off and punched the kid in the face. E. And the kid stood up. It was like, what are you doing? And Chris went off even more. And so ah. the kid pushed Chris. Chris ended up being suspended because Chris attacked the kid. One thing I liked about our schools, our school did nothing to the other kid because the other kid wasn't doing anything. I mean, yeah. You this get wasn't it. a transgender attack. It was right. like, but yet on the flip side, Chris was super sensitive about terms, which I get. And so then all these teenagers are just in this, you know, whirlwind of I, emotions. And I, isn't it? The, I don't want to speak for transgenders, but I can imagine just, it's hard. It's got to be hard. It's got to be very It really hard. has to be hard. I can imagine there's a lot of emotional turmoil constantly about it. Because you, it's almost like when you, you got to be nervous probably about it. And, and you're hypersensitive, I feel like. You're going to be sensitive because you already know there's going to be bigotry. Like, it does happen and But then on sad, the same but, token, yeah. But at the same time, you really got to try to just use logic. Like, if somebody's obviously not attacking your transgenderness, whatever you call that, transgenderness, I guess, works. Your identity. Your identity. Yeah. Then you just, you can't. Act like they are, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, there's I'm a lot of general, things going I'm speaking very generally on. here, I guess. I will never, ever judge a person by how they choose to identify. You know why? I'm not inside that person's husk. Right. I don't know their experiences. I don't know what they're feeling. But on the flip side, I know puberty is a hard time. And exactly. Up is. Now combine the whole yeah. transgender, like the turmoil that you have to be facing inside yourself to even be transgender. Uh, and then combine that with puberty, which, oh my God, like... You're already trying to figure out Your emotions you are, are just you're... not dialed in. They're going to be up and down and all over the place trying to figure out, okay, I, how do we get these chemical levels to balance out correctly? And how do we train our brains that are developing? How, you know, yeah. and, and see, and, and that's the thing I the think pa- it's Then you missing. have the parenting aspect, the... Which a lot of rural... Education aspect. There's a lot of nuance. People talk about this. urban poor. Rural poor is very similar as far as you have a lot of the same mechanisms and dynamics. They're... You don't have a lot of support. You poverty know? is poverty. Exactly. Is poverty, so. And this there's what, a lot that goes into that. It's it's a lot more than just not having money. Let's just put it that way. And I wish that I was talking about earlier. I wish we would sink a lot of the money that we sink into studies and to uh, the war on drugs and all this stuff into or all actual this mental weird health foreign aid money that we yeah, send out. Let's, I, I, mental I, health counselors. I get it. Send some foreign aid out. Whatever. Oh, but maybe also spend some of that on us, you know, people in America who need help. Like, we need help here. Give out some more grants for mental health research or something. I don't know the or, answer. Or, like, can we hire, like, we a, need to, we need to can deal we train with a bunch of people to deal, like, coaching or something? Because you have a kid here who's a, I be, who's a good kid. I can see it in there. Mm. But the problem is, is I can also see all of these layers of dysfunction that's not getting addressed. And so no. now there's an added new layer that is a hard enough layer to deal with as an adult. I can't even imagine what it's like as a kid. I can't. No, I can't either. And so... I, I remember what it's like to be a teenager. Oh, absolutely. And if I were to add also I a... I go back there. If I had to also add a, like, identity crisis on top of that, if that's what you want to call it, 
It kind of is. If or, you're yeah. one of the, if you're transgender, like you really, I guess that's a, an identity crisis at least at first, because then it's like, am I a boy? Am I a girl? What am I? And then you gotta decide. And then once you decide, or that's how you feel, or express, or express, then it's it's gotta just be hard. That's all, because you're, especially if society's saying you're one thing and you really believe you're the other thing, then it's gotta just cause a lot of dissonance. Well, in and your I life. feel like we're not. I can't giving... imagine it's easy. Yeah, and at I feel all. like it's society. We're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Like just like we. Well, hide that's about why we're talking alone. about it here at yeah. I the Show because <laughs> I we're... don't give a fuck what society says. I just think we need to address things. And if all. someone cancels me, I'm gonna like it because yeah. I can Go hide ahead, in a cabin we, somewhere. I don't. There's I nothing just... they can cancel us for. We're, well, I'm fully in support of transgenders and their rights. I think it's all right. There's nothing. There, what is wrong? Like, why does it? And why is it anybody's business, really? It's not, and and that's what I was it, talking about. Is the way that it's you have. It's just another <clears> layer <throat> yeah. of human identity. It just should be discussed at least on a level of like, okay, how does this work? Why? <clears throat> maybe not why. It's, it doesn't even matter why people go through that. But it's like, how do? What are the mechanisms of that? What are the things that these people face? Well, yeah, and in, I sometimes in, wonder in having that is Chris transgender because. She, Chris truly does identify as a male, or is it like a way because of all the dysfunction Chris grew up in? That, and I know this is big. You don't know though. This. That's the thing. It definitely yeah. needs to be like thought about at least, and the I, very least. And I also feel like before you go through with hormone therapy and chop a dickectomy or any of these <laughs> things that you do, yeah. these major life changes, yeah. you should really take some time with a professional or someone and really comb through exactly all your motives and feelings. I agree. Because you can't go back from some things. Exactly. I agree. I think it definitely is something that people need to... What's the word I'm looking for without being offensive? Well, I probably was just it needs. I'm not trying to be... I know. I, I just have... say the decision needs more evaluation, I think. Deeper evaluation than just, I need to get this surgery because I feel like I'm a different gender. It is scary. It should it should definitely just be more evaluated on a deeper level than that. That's all. And on the flip side, for your for anyone's own good, really. You should that's also all. that's all I'm saying. Not about bully it. people. I don't I don't mind if people make that decision. That's that's cool. Whatever. Well, it's just them. It's just yeah, people, that's, and that's that's the way you want your life. Who am I to judge? And just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean we shouldn't talk yeah. about it. And it's like, I also I think never found we... it uncomfortable. I find people's reaction to it uncomfortable That's because people get militant about it. People who aren't even transgender get militant defending the transgenders. And it's okay. Let's just calm down. <laughs> Let's let the transgender speak for themselves. Yeah, actually. they don't need a nanny. Exactly. Well, and that's the problem is I feel like a lot of things is all about intent. I have no nefarious intent in this discussion. I actually, no. it's things that I've observed. It's situations that I've lived through. And then I often, is it evil to have questions about things? Is it evil to question that maybe this person, I, I, I would like to know, like, or how is it, how do I put this? I would like people to have an outlet to discover and discuss and search out things without all of this nonsense that you hate trans or you hate straight people or you hate this. It's like, mm -hmm. no, that's not really it at all. I want to understand. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I really do want to understand because I care about people. Well, yeah, I do too. And I agree. Um, I think part of the cancel culture, especially when it comes to do with like trans people and mm -hmm. defending them, I get it. Like we're, it's kind of a new thing. Like it wasn't that long ago that, Gay people got rights. Is gay, is that a derogatory term anymore? Um. Because they still call it gay rights as far as I know. Yeah, well, I'm But listen, they should have had them in the, like, sexuality is included in that whole every person's created equal thing. They already. And that should include whatever people want to be their gender. That's whatever. 
But that's also, in my opinion, included in that whole "we're all created equal" thing. Okay, this is what we goes might back we to might that. all have slight differences in who, what sexuality we choose or are born with, or what gender we choose or are born with, or just what religion we choose or, or whatever. Exactly. We all have those differences and nuances, and we're all individuals. However, at the same time, that does none of those things bar you from our basic rights that we're born with, in my opinion. Like, I, I truly believe in the Bill of Rights. And this is, I really this think goes, it's important. This goes back to what you and I were discussing a little bit ago about the Columbia Law Professor, professor saying all drugs should be legal. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything being... The government is supposed to preserve what's already there. Yeah. As a gay person, you already are there. They don't... So that even any institutions get to tell you, you can only have this deduction if you're married to another person. <clears throat> Those yeah. things, all of that derives out of that concept of legality. You know, yeah. the, and like the drugs thing. I don't want the government telling me what I can and cannot do with my body, period, end of story. I don't think there should be any rules at all about it at all. Exactly. Now, the second that you cross the line and hurt someone with your actions, sure. Exactly. We're supposed to be in a uh, innocent until proven guilty like mm-hmm. society. That's kind of how our law and order was supposed to operate. At least it did for a while. Well, Somehow, somewhere along the way, I can't pinpoint the exact moment or, to- or series of moments, but it's shifted, obviously, to a now we're all guilty until we're proven innocent. We have the burden of proving ourselves innocent constantly now, whether it's by the cancel culture or by law enforcement. For whatever reason, now we, are, we have to prove our own innocence. Well, and I think and the fucking comes... thought police are out there trying to get, to get you before you even do anything. Well, I think this has to do with the theme <clears throat> we've talked about this week, which is agency and autonomy. Mm-hmm. We're losing it because the power structures are being condensed into a smaller group of people. Yeah, they're, like we said last week, they condense into a small of group as, as legally possible. But they still conspire with each other. Mm-hmm. It's, this is well, what it and, is. And I don't know the people personally because, come on, guys, corporations are people. They're made up of people. It's just groups Absolutely. of people with power because they have more resources than you. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And And the problem I have with it is they may have good motives, but I don't want them to have motives for me at all. What gives them the right yeah. to tell... Worry well, about like, your business model, not my freaking life. I want to express empathy for Chris and have make resources for them to discover their best life, but I also and don't want to tell them... And those resources should be there. But absolutely. I absolutely do not want to tell him how to live. That is not my right. No. Any more than it's his right to bully me with, you know, and tell me how I need to live. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there should be a tool set available or professional help available for those people who need advice on, uh, you know, how to proceed with their life considering what they're going through. And everybody should have access to something like that, not just, you know, different marginalized groups. Everybody on Earth should have access to some kind of tool set or professional who can at least evaluate your particular situation as an individual and give you a little bit of advice here's where here's the direction or at least here's how you should be thinking about things well and i think education is so much about informational training we also need brain training how to function we need, a lot how of tra- to... We need soul training is well, more important exactly too. and see the church used to be that only option that was yeah. culturally acceptable and i'm sorry churches are also like corporations they're made up of people Pretty so you much, have hierarchical yeah. structures yeah. of them and not saying churches are bad but for me the problem i have is you see these same structures play out over and over again you get the dominant people they're subjecting the less dominant people and bending it to their will mm-hmm. and then you have different psychological aspects of different religious groups and non-religious groups too you have your pagans your wiccans you have all of it oh yeah i don't want that i want autonomy i want to be able, when i talk about like and this is where hypothesism comes in a lot too, this toolkit that we're developing, is to train my brain to deal with all of the things no matter what stage I'm at. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I need training in that soul area and in that um, consciousness area and in that mental health area. And I think that's why there's such a massive problem is we don't have our free agency. And at the same time, everybody's looking to superhero stories and Netflix streaming and Twitter battles to make that sense out of their lives. And it makes yeah, me sad. Well, and I just trivialized it. I don't A lot less way. people in America nowadays take part in organized religions, and that's okay. But there's a, I feel like that does create a void. It's like we're kind of wired to have that agency of religion. Spiritualism. Spiritualism. But that that agency is like an expression of things that can't be expressed, things that are unknown. We all have that hole in our soul, I guess, as far as like, what happens when we die? Is there an afterlife? What am I supposed to be doing here? There's all the, it's just your typical existential, you know, stuff. That's well, going and on because brain. we don't have ego death, we're going to constantly be searching on our terms. That's true. Of, a lot, of, you know, most of us don't experience any type of ego death in our life. It just constantly goes. Well, that's going to change, but, people. That's but we all, we, but if we don't fill that spiritual hole with something healthy, then you're going to fill it with crap. Pretty much, and that's what's happening. But I don't think there's any one person or group of people who can tell you. What's crap and what's not to fill in that hole? That's something everyone needs to discover for themselves because maybe some people, uh, you know, if they're trying to fill that hole with the archetypal, archetypical, if that's a word? Yeah, sure. Archetypal, uh, like, superhero story or something. We're, again, we're going to fill that hole with all sorts of different things. But let's say someone likes superhero stories, and that's what they fill that spiritual hole with. And that's and they actually get, gain something from that, even if it's just as, a, like, anecdote or metaphor to them. Just like any religious story would really be, um, since we're so far from those events, if they did exist in like the Bible or something. We are pretty um, removed. If you're going to fill it with different stories or different uh, like anecdotes, different models, if you will, uh, you know, nobody should decide what's good and what's bad about that. It's all really like a, it. Really, is all individual. Expression. Well, you were talking about this week, we're all... I'm having trouble a, finding the words for It's okay, we haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> These are deep things. You were talking about this week how, and it really hit me, we're all magnificently individually unit lineups of particles, right? We yes. all are made of the same exact building blocks. So Everything every that exists thing is, we, is down to the smallest particle the same. So there should be no elitism. Because the particle, you know, people, it was a joke when I was a kid, everybody poops, which is true. <laughs> so you can't really get too high and mighty, but it's even deeper than that. We're all made of the same building blocks as long with every single thing around us. So yeah. there should be, how do I want to put this? Like, there's just, there's and, like a disconnect between that and what we're trying to fill the yeah, void with. Well, here's where, here's where the problem is. So like what, what religion does, and then you can describe a lot of things as religion, not just like Christianity or Islam or the big, you know, the big five or whatever it is. Um, those are okay. Those are dogmatic and very organized and it is what it is. And they're not, I'm not saying any of them are bad. No. They gen, you know, a lot of people genuinely get a lot of spiritual help from these things. It's that's all it's right. It's a framework for coping with existence. But that's not the only religions. Money is a religion. Netflix is a religion. True. Like pop pop culture or media. Uh, there's a lot of things that people fill those spiritual voids with, whether they even know it or not. Um, but what it does is like part of a religion, part of that agency is being as individualistic as you can, but also feeling like you're part of something bigger than humanity, or bigger than yourself at least. Because you know you are. And so that's kind of what, at least in Christianity, it's a very easy to express yourself as an individual, yet also feel part of a bigger group, or part of God, if you will, the, the vast sum of all things. 
Uh, and it's, you know, and that's part of the teaching of Christianity is that's what you are. And that, that you're, you're I think humans need mind. that aspect of religion, not just the whole afterlife pondering and all that other stuff and the rules to live a good life. And those are all great. But the most important part of religion is that agency where you feel like part of something bigger. You're valued as an that's, individual, but you're part of a bigger That's something thing. we're all stuffing into that hole one way or the other, our spiritual holes. Our spiritual holes. That, oh my god! Sorry, that does sounded bad. That, that, but realistically, like that's it's an think, existential bolus. I think that's I'm one sorry, of, you just killed me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the. I think that's the most important function of religion, in my opinion. It, you could probably a lot of people could argue different. If you guys have an argument for that, that's fine. Regardless, I think it's an aspect we should focus on. Regardless if it's the most important or not, it's an aspect that is important. Period, in my opinion. So okay. Um, and we see that a lot with these these groups on Twitter. These the whatever thing people are like packing their identities with these different things, so that they still can feel part of a bigger group or part of a bigger function or of society or part of a bigger thing. We can see that's kind of what cancel culture is in a way. That's you well, can call like, that. You can argue that that's religion to these people. You have to have one hundred percent validation of what you're doing. But here's the thing, Brady. Tomorrow you might wake up and get new information and realize what you were doing yesterday. Well, good for that day is now wrong because of the new availability yeah. of information. So there's a lack of humility in this cancel culture thing. It's yeah. like, you may be, that is right for you today, but there may be information out there that changes your entire perspective. You, so it's like, I, that's why I started that whole debate, not hate thing. Let's like talk about very stuff. Important. It's got us, we've got Go to change. Go ahead and plug your blog real quick, if you don't mind. What? Uh, oh, Hive, no, nobody knows what your debate versus hate thing is. I wrote know. this post called The Conviction Mob on my... It's a hive.blog. Yeah, plug I'm, your blog. Get people on there. Under generic... You need to read this. Well, it, it's... Started, you don't have to have an account, by the way, but you should check out Katie's Hive blog. Yes. it's it's um Hive is a really neat project. It's a... Well, the blog part. It's a social network based on the blockchain. And so cryptocurrency is a big <clears> deal. It's part of that realm, but it's basically decentralized thought. Yeah. And there's a whole structure there, but my blog it's is everything called... that Reddit was eventually going to be, but and probably got a head start. Got a head start. And so if you type in Hive and Genericat, G-E-N-E-R-I-K-A-T on Google or any search engine you use, it'll I will come up. put the link in the description today, by the way. But I got to thinking about this whole concept this week and then I accidentally overdosed on my thyroid medicine, so I was a super plugged Woo! into the matrix. Yeah, well, uh, Katie makes mistakes all the time. Um, so, but I wrote this big post about the conviction mob, and if your convictions, it started because it's Brady's fault. He talked about Oops. this New York Times lady reporter that went into the uh, I think Clubhouse it was New York. I'm still not 100% sure if it was New York Times or not. But it was an anecdotally good thing but that there was, she went there looking was a, for... A, a famous journalist, kind of famous journalist, yeah. popular journalist, whatever. She went looking for incidences that proved her hypothesis instead mm -hmm. of the other way around, okay? Exactly. And so, of course, you're going to find it if you have an bias. agenda. Yeah, exactly. And so I start, wrote this post about, you know, and then at the same time I had read about Cicero, who had principles, but his principles were for self-edification when they studied his life. And I feel like both Cicero and that lady were probably good people, but because of what the motive for what they were doing was about self-edification, a lot of their actions came off as evil, okay? Okay. And also about, I don't think a lot of people are evil. There's a whole bunch going on in this post, but then it sparked the most amazing discussion about these concepts. And I, I and I, the debate would not hate thing, because I put that in there. It's my goal in life. I want people to be able to talk to each other about things and have disagreement without personal attack. Mm. 
Because you're trying to grow. That's why you have these. And yes, some people are jerks. Some people troll. I don't feed the trolls. I'm a troll sometimes. I don't. I try not to troll in a toxic way. Okay. I just like to poke at walls. And sometimes those walls fall down on me. Okay, but people have to poke at walls. <laughs> sometimes they do. But yeah. you also are not a mean-spirited person. Your entire existence on the internet is not about controlling the narrative breaking people down or perpetuating hate and i know that because i know you as a person yeah which if you got to took and see maybe that's just maybe people want to troll and like clubhouse it doesn't matter what app you have people or what platform and platform it is people are hateful on the inside yeah. and we're rude and we make bad comments and the more you try to like crush people yeah. Just let the Nazis well, go to their section. Of, oh, yes, I did Godwin's Law. How about uh -oh, I say racist? Oh, Godwin's Law. Let me say, let the racists go to their section of the internet and then get to know those racists on a personal level, and I guarantee you you're going to change some of them. And some you're not, and they're just going to be jerks. Yeah. Well, you know, that is what it is. Don't give, don't <laughs> so, give them a reason I'm to sorry. be I'm sorry. You know martyrs. what? It's fucked up that racism still exists. I Any type racism. of bigotry still exists, and I, I don't know what to do about it. Um, nobody does, and nobody's taking a healthy approach to it either. Empathy so, and love will always fight that. Yeah, I just don't think fight, fighting hate with more hate is stupid. That's stupid. That's like trying to put out a fire with more fire. How the fuck is that ever going to work? And it's also good, it's okay being vehement. I'm not talking about being like this lay down doormat. If someone says something, comes up and said like if someone was rude to Chris in front of me, oh my god, I would be like a flaming dragon. Okay, like you know, you know. But on the flip side, it wouldn't be out of hate. It's like, there's that person, maybe it was someone was mean to them that was transgender. Or maybe they were raised by homophobic people. I don't know. Yeah. But they're still a person. Yeah. You know, they don't deserve to be canceled because they don't have an availability of information that you may have. Exactly. Right? I'm very you, passionate you, about this. I think Sorry. we should even approach our enemies with love and logic. Honestly. Most religions uh, pro are proponents of that. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand why. I think self-death is important. You cannot be growing if you stay in ego land. That's very true. Because a lot of cancel cultures are about hubris. What was that quote from that? Like, you can't die. What? God dang it. What, the die before you die thing? The die before you die thing. It's very meta. You need to die before <laughs> you die before you can understand how you live or something. Or I how, can't remember I, now. We will have to I look that up. You that need to down. link that video because that's mind-blowing. There's a, there's a video I watched this week. It was called, of course, it's YouTube clickbait. Go figure, I fell down that rabbit hole, but it was yeah, like the the society's best kept secret. Oh, about the But it was from a very, uh, a, a very prominently educatory, I don't know the words I'm thinking of. It was from a foundation. There's, there's a, there's a, it was a, it was a legitimate source of educational material on YouTube. Let's I just, just put like it that the, way. I like the drawings. So, of course I, <laughs> but with a clickbait title like that from an organization like that on YouTube, I'm like, I gotta see this. What are they talking about? It was very deep. And it ended up being this super meta, philosophical, like, really deep thing about basically taking mushrooms. Let's just, I mean, let's be real about what it, it really was exactly saying. It's exactly what it was about. It very much beat around the bush about what it was trying to say, but it was basically saying we should all experience ego death and... Honestly, the best way to do that, like I've talked about, I'll beat a dead horse all day, about uh, is to take psilocybin mushrooms or LSD. But I honestly think LSD is a little less controlled as far as uh, the experience. At psilocybin, much easier. Well, I, go, I don't much know. Much less chance of a bad trip. And honestly. also, I don't know if you guys know this, but the world of psychedelics is coming to a town it near your It's it opening is up, exploding. Guys. Yeah. And, and I'm going to push it all day long because I don't care what the old stigma of drugs or bad is because they're not. You Pharmacologically, dr drugs are not bad, and uh, in every other aspect, drugs are not bad. People's behavior is bad. Andre. People's yes. psychological disposition might be bad, 
But the drugs themselves are not bad. I'm sick of people thinking that. We put it's like a scapegoat. Like, come on. People say drugs are a scapegoat. No. A nar- You're fucking people's opinions on drugs are a goddamn scapegoat. A narcissist not on meth and on meth is still a narcissist. That's th- exactly. <laughs> like, I don't understand. A thief is a thief on meth or not. They're going to steal shit. They might enhance the vir- non-virtuous behavior, but there's, the non-virtuous behavior but is still there. Honestly, we, we really need to crush that stigma because it's stupid. It's archaic. It's been brain. It's literally brainwashing from the Nixon era. But the sheer volume. Or even from before that. Like, it's all from about long control. ago, the Catholic Church even was trying to squander people from taking mushrooms because, God forbid, people think for themselves. Well, and that's what it does. And I'm sorry to say that is something that is true. Like, they were trying to tightly control people. And I'm not talking about the Catholic, each individual Catholic church, but the, the, the entirety of like, basically like the leadership of the Catholic church at a time and probably still today really wanted control over people, whether it was for nefarious reasons or not. I'm sure it was just to self-perpetuate the church itself as an organization. Well, it's like anything that threatens control of an organization. God forbid, but basically they created their own power hierarchy. And anytime you have a power hierarchy, it's bad Mm. every time. That's what we need because to stop. Because it threatens people's agency. <laughs> How can we get rid of that? How can we have America the Republic that's so perfect, the one that's lasted the longest, and take the power hierarchy out of it? Because then it would be perfect. I don't understand how you do that. It's wired into humanity. I don't know how to fix it. I wish I did. I could talk about it for literally days and days and probably months and years, but... And we're open to... We're open I, I will to probably talk about it we for probably, the rest of my because life. Because it needs to be fixed. I think that yeah. that's one of the big things about our podcast is how to grow your autonomy and also work on yourself. Yeah. Well, growing your autonomy is that. It's like learning that you have your own agency and yeah. you are always going to be in control of your mind. Even if you choose to take substances, you're still making that choice. Exactly. You can fry yourself. But the thing you is... You probably people, don't want to do that. People can fry themselves all the time. There's a, there's a safe way to use every drug. And if people are more educated on that, I'm then just... people will be more safe in their drug use. Well, and I'll beat this I'm dead just, horse. It's, very, if it's a very clear common sense If you thing. are enjoying a big, huge 1,200-calorie <laughs> yeah. sugar frappe every day, but yeah. then you're looking down on someone that uses magical mushrooms, I have a problem with that thought. Not you. Yeah. You're just your thought process. Yeah. That What you're doing to yourself is just as harmful. Actually, it's more harmful in the long term. Yeah. Then, uh, Honestly, sugar has way more uh, adverse effects it's just than as, any of the drugs we are scared of. I just want people to look at it like in context. Meth, if you take meth every once in a while, it's not going to hurt you. It really won't. It's addictive cape. Yeah. If you go on a binger and do meth for 80 days straight, that's going to hurt your body. If you do the same thing with fucking chocolate frappuccinos, it's going to hurt your body. It's going to be just the same. But if you have a, a chocolate frappuccino once in a while, it's not going to hurt you. Well, and but you can't take sugar every single day and then be pissed at someone who takes mushrooms every once in a while. That's the dumbest thought process I've ever heard in my life. And it's very judgmental because you, everyone, I can tell you right now, guys, every single human has their vices. Yeah. We all do. And, and part of growth is learning, identifying your vices, having grace for people where they're at, and then figure out how to, like you said... I had a candy bar last night. It was the first candy bar I've had this. Oh, and like, no. I know. I Cheater. I ate it. But the thing was, my mom brought it to me. It was really good. And you mm. know what? One, I don't like sugar anymore. So even though I enjoyed the candy bar, realistically, I didn't feel very good after it. So I'm it's sure made you didn't. Because I learned that the consequences of ingesting that are not worth the little tiny bit of feel good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's that little, little, what is that sensor in my brain that says, oh, that tastes yummy, because it tasted wonderful. 
But, oh yeah, mouth pleasure is mouth pleasure. Exactly. It's hard to deny something so wonderful in your mouth. But if you can train your brain to deny things that cause you long-term harm, then you yeah. can engage in more of these other things that maybe will bring you in a little bit of enlightenment. It's like, just general health. Like think about it that way. Yeah. And quit being so hard on people just yeah, because quit judging. I'm so tired of that. Like I know it's someone... fine to judge behavior. Yes. On a you know case by case basis, which is hard since those cases don't have a seeming line between time. And but they just it is what it is. But we all just need to stop judging each other as souls and start maybe just judging our behavior as its own thing. Well, and, and, judging... and detach it from the person that you're. Whose behavior you're judging. And we have no training in that. Because Give the that's person a hug. If you go on Twitter, there's but no training in that. You they're, can they're dismiss just, behavior. You're an evil person that deserves to die. You know, it's like yeah, that's what yeah. you that's what you hear when one person maybe made a comment 25 years ago. Or God forbid someone used the evil dreaded N-word. I've already, it's like, and, that's and a I'm, bad I, word. There, yeah. there are very few exceptions. Like, you know, there are pathological murderers. And pedophiles out there. Well, and their brains are messed up. There's a whole different... That's a whole different conversation, though, because that's something that's a little bit more delicate. Like That's pathological. It, I don't know if it's 100% proven or not, but it seems very likely that it's hard to, like... What's the word? Uh, like, how do you change a serial killer? You know what I mean? So that instead, we gave up and we just threw him in a cage and... You know what? They can just do this. They could. They could be them, but in a cage, away from well, everybody. Well, and there was throughout history, there was bad things like, oh, we'll lobotomize you. So yeah, let's they've just tried a lot of different that. things. I, well, and that behavior there, there is tries. pathological. Obviously, you can't let that person run around because they're going to take away other people's yeah. free will. You know, by killing them. And how do we? How do we actually commit the experiment of? Okay, let's run them through some therapy tests, and then what do you do? Let them back out into society, and what if it? What if your therapy attempts failed, and it, you know what I mean? That. It's a difficult experiment, and we don't have an ample like simulation for it, so they just threw him in a cage. And that's what it when Brady what and is. I talk about the not judging, we're talking about the vast majority of society. We're not talking yeah. about these extreme fringes. Let's uh, let's forget about the extreme the, fringes. The I'm talking about you, just your neighbors, your, your community, neighbors, your peers, yeah. people that the normal people around you. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> if you want to call it normal, there's no such thing as normalcy, really. But no, and the problem uh, we're running into <laughs> is a construct. I, people are starting to give up. And it's really bugging me. Like people I know, even I'm hearing stories of. There's a lot I can of hear. Up, I can hear it in there. Like there's no purpose. They just and a lot mm. of it they feed themselves bad, both mentally, emotionally, metaphysically. And I'm just like, oh, how do I? How it's do you? Hard. And I am not. It's in hard control. to see because we love these people. Exactly. I think that's the big thing is when you love people, it is exhausting. Mm. It's totally worth it though. Yeah. the The spiritual approach of life I've tried to take is like. I love being alive. Sometimes it's hard to find a reason to, but unconditionally, I love being, I we love do. existing. We all do. We have that inner drive to stay alive. It's very exciting to me because I discovered But I, I, I love to exist. As yes. hard as some days are and some situations are, it's still part of the experience. It's a, it's wonderful hardship, in a, if you think about it that way, because it's still hardship. You still exist. It's you're required. Still, you're still chugging. Yeah, you honestly always get somewhere from it, at least a little bit. So, um, I love it. I love the journey of life. I love life. But to do that, to love existing, you also have to love everybody else. I really believe that. You know, and it's so cheesy. Everybody, yeah. God, it's such a cliche. Love is the savior of everything. Love is the most powerful. Blah, 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 blah. But it really is, guys. There's a reason that's such a cliche. Well, and stoicism's helping me a lot be able to... Because I used to get burdened by feeling all these things all the time. Just constant, Especially when I'm around other people and I can feel their feelings. It's very... It's hard. Because mm -hmm. you can't do... You can't... You know, they have their own free will. You can't do it for them. 
But stoicism, the only thing I can control in this life is my mind. I can't even control my body, really. I can control what I put into it to a certain extent, but really I can only control my mind and what results, my attitudes. And, I, and it's so freeing because it's like, bad stuff's going to happen. Cool. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, how I frame my framework, my attitude about it, makes me go through like that that wave faster. Yeah. Because I don't, listen, listen to me, I try to situate my life where I don't have to go through bad stuff because I don't like negativity. But bad stuff's still gonna happen. That car's yeah, still gonna get a flat you... tire. Your kid is gonna have a bad day and scream at you because there's a lot of testosterone floating exactly. around in there. And you just how just you approach life. it. And I fail, guys. Like there's some days I totally blow it. I think you can't just be perfect. Nobody's perfect. No, so. and you gotta give it's, yourself. But that's part of the growth. That's part of the journey. Yeah. If you're like a an MMA fighter, for example, you're never gonna win every single fight. You can't. Especially if you try to challenge yourself and go against people who are are better than you. But guess what? Those losses, those falls you take on that mat, those chokeholds that you that you get put in, that's part of the growth. That's part of you learning because the more you get put in a chokehold, the more you're going to learn about how to get out of that chokehold or try to avoid it. The more cues you're going to learn as to is he going to go do a chokehold or what or a leg kick? I don't know. And eventually when your Whatever body Whatever But declines. basically it's a, it's a good analogy for like It is. Um there's just going to be, t there's going to be hardship in life, but the more hardship you honestly go through, whether you control it or not, the better you are going to be at dealing with that hardship, at dealing with those situations, at reacting to those situations. It's kind of something you need. And then you pass it on when your body fails, you mm -hmm. know, because as you age, things are going to change. And I, I, I get so sad for yeah, people. You, you got to follow I apart. know a person who derived their entire worth from how awesome of a worker they were. Well, you know what? When you do hard manual labor, your body eventually is going to give out on you. And then that person woke up one day and they had no worth. Hmm. And it was a sad thing to witness because they derived so much of their ego, you know, there's so much of their value from what they could do physically. And then they couldn't do the physical thing anymore. Talk about an existential cr crisis. crisis. It was yeah. horrible. And I think that's why you should always be, each decade that you age, you should really reevaluate, like, okay, I can't, your energy capital. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we got, that's important. The availability of energy, as you're born, you are dying. Like yeah, it the is, minute you're conceived, you start to die, it's unfortunately. Inevitable. It is the way it is. It is inevitable. That Guys, stop trying to be invincible. We're all going to die. The thing is, though, is you just change. Yeah, we have to come to terms with that. As you a, change as how you experience the simulation. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to do. You have to adapt it, and that's part of resilience. And I think that's what we're seeing in our culture right now, in America at least, is people are not going through the hardships they think they are. And so what happens is they There's get There's always very... a harder hardship. Well, and like, <laughs> when you have parents, like standard. my daughter tells me about this one girl, girl on her basketball team, she just tells her mom what to do all the time. Do you know how, <clears throat> what that's doing to that kid when it has to go out in real life and she goes up to her first boss and is like, well, bring me a Coke. Like, does it, this girl's mom <sighs> literally drop what she's doing and go get her daughter a, like a frappe or something and take it to school. Oh my God. And she talks to her mother. And see, this my line of thinking is... You're it's hard your... to judge, though. Well, I'm not judging. I'm just no. saying what I'm worried about is what it's doing to the girl. The mother's making a choice. That's not my business. The girl, though, yeah. is going to have to go out in the world. Right. And she has literally She's no gonna idea how... She's going to have a how... nice, rude wake Oh, man. I feel so sorry. bad for that kid. And I've known this kid her entire life. And I'm just oh, like... Yeah. You are just setting her up for failure. And mm -hmm. so she's going to go through hardship because she doesn't know how to deal with reality. Indeed, yeah. And I feel like there's millions of kids out there. Their parents are trying so hard for a couple generations now. This really started post-World War II in America. <laughs> that They try to mitigate. We went through bad things. It probably things is like that, yeah. They try to mitigate it. the bad. Well, in the end, it makes spoiled, self-indulgent humans 
that don't want to go. They they are terrible in community, you know, and not all of them, but you can kind of see There's, as our culture. But there does seem to be that that type of person. How yeah. dare you not validate every single thing I do feel, say, or be? And that's what we're yeah, getting. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they don't exactly. handle it well. It's like a personal attack instead of I just. Who cares if some guy doesn't like you? Some people do. I don't know. I well, but I. I don't care who doesn't like me. I it don't doesn't have a lot threaten of my either. existence, exactly. and even and I'm gonna die anyway. So if I die by getting shot by someone or I die of old age, I have no control over that. True. Why get wound about it? Yeah. We do have control over like extending our natural lifespan a little bit. But well, honestly, yeah. we're still all going to die. It doesn't matter what you do. Well, you have to make good choices because that's the virtuous thing to do. You should take care of your body because you only have one. Yeah, but that should be a self-decision, too. That's what I mean. No but government should... If people don't want to either, hey, that's your life. But that's I your also body. Love... You do what you want with I it. I love public health education. I feel like education is not overlording people. It's presenting information and letting them decide. And mm-hmm. it's become more overlording. You oh, go yeah. here, line up there, mm. do this. Daddy knows what's better for us. Yeah, and it's like, because now we're having a rebellion against scientists, too, because science... scientists became daddy, and daddy knows what's best. And so then people won't even listen to scientists they've, at all. They've got this, like, superiority complex Because I saw a really funny meme yesterday. It was like, the, they landed a Mars rover, and everybody was really excited, and then the same science, group of scientists says, oh, take a vaccine. How dare you? It's full, you know, and it's like, they've done that to themselves mm. by being elitist. What, what? I don't know if it was in one of the comments on your blog or on your blog itself, but you were talking about how, yes, like a, I'm just, I'm kind of... Go ahead, paraphrase. I love it. Paraphrasing a little bit, but I'll make a different analogy because I don't remember the exact one you used. But let's just say there's like a, okay, Bill Gates, he does know a significant about more information than me about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I lack the capacity to learn that stuff. I, I lack the ability to you have so- the same information. I'm just not him. I am in a different stage of life and different stage of knowledge and wisdom than him. But why does he get to make all the decisions? Just because he has more resources yeah. and power than me. Yeah. Why is he more important than me? I don't think... I think in some aspects, yes, he's more important than me. But at the same time, we're I all do. made of the same material. We all have the same capacity. We all have the same, uh, you know, potential. And I think this boils as down Bill to... Gates, the, as the, Elon the Musk. The distribution of power right now is way off. Like, billionaires... You have some good work ethic, and you are intelligent. Absolutely, and you, it should, you know we. You also had opportunity. That stuff is merited, and we should you know praise it. But when you start getting ideas that just because you have an availability of information and resources and power, mm-hmm. and you cross that line into telling me how I can eat farm food and mm-hmm. all these things, I'm gonna have a problem with you. Exactly. Because you know what I like you said, if I have the same availability of information, I'll probably make mm. a situ- a decision that's it's, not harmful. It's one thing if like I get to make that decision. Exactly. It's one thing if Bill Gates got on like Clubhouse or like started a podcast. Yes. And recommended things and says, "Here's the knowledge that I have and here's how I what led up to that, the studies and all that. And here's the data I have conclusively, you know. So here's a suggestion based on that." That's See, different than if he goes to the White House and says, this is what needs to be done because I know better. But see, their line of reasoning is by the time we can convince a majority to do it, it'll be too late to save the planet or too late to do this or that's too late bold. to do that. That's a horrible way and, of thinking and, about well, it. But the, I believe truly that's what they think. They oh, think well, yeah, that, that's fine. Whatever. You know, like when the, the climate change, they think if they don't do something, the world's going to end. 
You can get, mm-hmm. The world is going to end. How about yes. work on ecology Period. and train and educating people and saying that, hey, let's take care of stuff. I yeah. love the idea. They just invented a new polymer that's not plastic that biodegrades. Like, it's just amazing. They can make stuff out of that's good for the earth. Uh-huh. If you just leave us alone and let us work and throw the information out there, well, that's a good most example. people would do it if it's convenient. That's it was probably very hard to develop that polymer. But polymer. we got it. But listen to me here. Because someone said what we can and can't do... We can't use hemp, which already had those polymers. I We've know. already had those polymers from hemp, but we can't grow hemp because it's bad because it's because it's it's part of the marijuana. This is what makes me mad. These are the same people, okay, that they have used the taking advantage of the earth, raping the power structures, getting all of these things, and now they don't want anybody else doing what they did. Mm-hmm. That makes me crazy. I think uh, it, it ignites are, a fire. Are you trying to like atone or are you literally just keeping the market share to yourself? I can't. That's tr- hard to. I can't trust you. It's hard to even examine. And how dare you who used we're, we're a crazy this conspiracy theorist if we think that. Well and how dare you use the system and the ver- current availability of things to make yourself into power and then try to deny other people just because you found out it's bad. Yeah. By all the. Wow. And how do we fix that whole power thing again? It all boils down to that. What? It is the power. We gotta structure. stop with the power bullshit. Everybody on Earth. I think that. Well, how do you? I think is written into that whole primate thing. Where does Alpha Chimp? But we've already. We we've, identified we've it. We've transcended so many old habits from being a primate. So that's I don't see why we can't transcend. Thing. Yeah, wait. I don't see why we can't transcend the bullshit structure of our DNA that is completely irrelevant now of hierarchy. And instead of we don't need it, it anymore. It's completely useless. I feel like governments and powerful people are trying to do it through pacification, mm-hmm. and it really bothers because me. Once because once they get that power, because it's written that if you're the alpha chimp, it feels good to be the alpha chimp, and you don't want to you don't want to relinquish that. But smarter people. But it's also a virtue thing. They feel like they are like they feel like they're in a position now. They have to rule people, and then. Maybe they think they're doing a great, a good service because they're ruling people. I do but guess what? I still think it's useless. I think it's completely useless. We can all rule ourselves. We all have the capacity to, uh, you know, rule ourselves in a just as efficient way as the, our rulers think they can. Well, and that's like the redistribution of power. Maybe that's a big thing that we need to figure out as humans. Of people smarter than me and you are talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and I shouldn't say it in that way, but not that they're smarter, but just that they're. Well, screw it. There are people that have higher IQs than any of us. Yeah, that doesn't mean the smart. people with lower IQs don't have an insight once in a while that's awesome. You're right. Like, like, what I meant, though, is people that have more information about this are talking about the distribution of power. You know what you're talking about? Oh, Russ, yeah. We're Russ not Brand. the only ones blabbing about power and blah, 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 But blah. I feel there's like a lot there's of a hive mind thing going on this because there's a despondency coming from yeah. the lack of autonomy. Yeah. Because are the power structure is consolidating. Well, it's time and time again throughout the entire history of being a human being, you, you, probably even from the very first bit of primates that we were, there's been that struggle, the power struggle. Yeah. It's And throughout the entirety of human history, there's been, it's like you get on a wave, like for a while it goes great, there's a ruling class, where everything's great, a utopia for a minute. Mm. With its problems, whatever. Oh, yeah, they're always but then problems. there comes a time, it's always a tipping point where either the power str- the power elite go too far or people just get tired of it. And right now we're in that period where the general population is tired of the power squandering. Because well, we they have... got their boots on our throat now all of a we sudden. They, they, they inc- cross lines. They have. And it is what it is. We but also have this huge availability again, of information. Brady. We do. Like, well, just... now, well, but yeah, now we... As normal people, as the class who are ruled, mm-hmm. we now have the same amount and capacity and potential of information as the ruling class. So there's no, 
they just have more land or whatever. I don't know. Well, and I read about and that's this. what I mean. The and in in twenty twenty one when we're recording this, power hierarchies are completely useless. Management is completely useless. We can all be on the same plane and same level, and things would function properly, if not better. Especially if we have a system in play as a species that identifies that we are not at all at the same place on the maturity line or the developmental line, and that people... It needs to be recognized. Because some people might get in a state where they are not good at self-autonomy because of various reasons, mental health issues and stuff. So there needs to be some But that doesn't mean they need to be ruled by powerful people or whatever, people who are more... They don't need to be ruled. They need to be educated. They need to be... We need to work together to bring those people up to our level as as least as close as possible. I mean, there's a lot of nuance to that. Or if they want to be left alone, at least not bother them. There's a lot of nuance to that because there are people born with... Uh, you know, genetic issues. Yeah, developmental. De- developmental issues or psychological issues. And that is, it is what it is. It's unfortunate we all have and there's them. nothing we can do about it necessarily. But we can at least try our best with love and logic to bring them up to the highest level that we can. Well, I was reading, you Lift know, each other up. Why there, are we... This is not a new problem. I was reading about Cato the Younger yesterday and he was instituted as Tribune of the Plebes, which his job was to help balance the interest... Oh, excuse me. Help balance the interest of the disenfranchised with those of the elite. Mm-hmm. That is kind of what we need right now. The elite are making decisions for us based on what information and power and whatever thoughts they're having. And maybe they think they need to. I, and maybe we've proven that they might need to, at least in the current context. Hey, we have all had days where we're like, people are stupid. Mm-hmm. I feel, I work with the public. I have days like that <laughs> a lot. There are times at the library, I'm just oh looking at... Oh my God. At, the library is a great example. The public are so helpful. In fact, I have friends who wrote a homeschool curriculum. It's layers of learning. You guys should check it out if you homeschool. Because what's neat about it, it was designed for people that have more like you know, you pick from it and construct it in the way that is individualized to your kid. Okay? Because every kid's different. That was too much freedom for people in America. They had to restructure how you applied and did the curriculum for people that are used to being told what to do. Let that sink in a second. It, they had to dumb it down, basically. Uh, Not the curriculum content, but just how to, to do it. How because to people it. kept asking, well, what do I do? Do I have to do the whole unit? See, we've lost some sort of self-determination me- mechanisms in our beings. I want to learn at my own pace, on my own. I want the information to be provided to me, and I'll dig in and find it. At the library, we every week I run into this, Brady, where people just come and do it for me. My God, it's so much easier than ever in history to do anything. And they're just like, do it for me. Mm. That is what I feel like this power thing is breeding, is helplessness. Yeah. But imagine the empowerment, the feeling between both parties. If the if you, who have more information, can teach that person to do it themselves. Oh, and when I run across a person, they're they're, that's equipped, amazing. Then they're more equipped. They feel better about it. You've equipped them. You feel better about it. We all get that dopamine drip. We and do. the world works better. And I do That's my one. point behind all of this, is we can lift each other up in ways that we've never done before. And I do Especially have... nowadays with... The tools and resources available to all of us. And I do have moments like that at work, and they're wonderful, and it makes me want to be there because I love, hey, I know how to print this thing so that you don't have to do all A, B, and C, and mm-hmm. then that person teaches me something, and it's this mutual exchange of knowledge. Dig it. The problem is... And that's is kind of what the, the internet way, is. The way society is now is you can't go to a person who comes in and say, hey, you, well, I do now actually at work. I say, this is what I can do for you. I will not do this. And I have that power at the library which is kind of nice because of our policies. A lot of people in retail don't have that power. Oh, yeah, we wanted we, to talk about retail we, today. Uh, yeah, I think we should talk about retail. I'm it's tired a, of people being Because it's analogous to, to a lot of things, unfortunately. I think it's a very good picture of a lot of the problem we have. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. not only does it represent the hyper-consumerism 
world we live in right now, mm-hmm. which is part of that spirituality hole. I think we also shove hyper. I think we all hyper consume to express ourselves in a way. Dopamine drip experiences, whether they be shopping, cheap fast food, uh, mm-hmm. doing yeah, I gotcha. Designer clothes or whatever. There's a lot of everybody fills too, but everybody fills it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah retail man. Not everyone who listens to this or who will listen to this in the future. Um, hello, future people. Hello, future people. Uh, I like the the fourth dimension's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> I digress. I heavily digress. It's okay. I like to digress I'm into around different the dimensional here, this is, aspects. The, but retail, it, not everybody's worked in retail. I think everybody should. But we've all at least time. we've all at least interacted with someone who works in retail. Either you go to the grocery store, somewhere in the mall, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you, whatever shop in town you live in, doesn't matter. You've all, we've all at least someone interacted has with served a retail you worker. somewhere when you purchased something. Yeah. And I guess you could even technically uh, like include like waitresses and people at restaurants in this. It's technically retail. It's pub. Yeah, service. Just, it's food retail. Most jobs in America right now are service culture jobs. Yeah. yeah. Um. Man, I don't even know where to start on this one. This is a. There's a lot to unpack with this. Can I start with the fact that the person that is serving you, whether it's the cashier, the waiter, the clerk at the tractor supply, that person has the least amount of control over every single aspect of that thing that you are purchasing. That's very true. So when you go off on them, like, for whatever reason, that person literally is just there to do the transaction. Yeah. And, And I hate it when people are... Now, there are workers that are inefficient. I don't like yeah, that either. I'm not definitely. saying. And a lot of times it's because they're just not valued there, and they just don't tiers, care. They have there are different tiers of work. I'm talking about though the <laughs> average cashier. You have a ton of responsibility. You are not paid very much mm. and you have no control over the policy, the inventory, any of it. Nope. You you were the one in there and you're stocking the shelves or you're ringing the people up at the cash register, whatever your little job is at the you retail. You are the face. You're a very small cog in a very bigger machine of that corporation. Yep. But they treat you and not only does the company treat you but the consumers treat you as if you're the actual face of that company you represent it as a whole you are directly responsible for all operations within that piece of machinery you call that business yep guess what that doesn't work that way they're no. a tiny little fucking piece of uh a Talk tiny little about blip powerless in, in, yeah, exactly they're completely powerless they're just managing the transaction that's it that is really about usually... Yeah, but we all treat... Not all of us, but most people treat them as if they're the whole company mm-hmm. and that they're directly responsible for the minor inconvenience you're experiencing within that company. What the hell? Oh, I know. I've never done it. I've never myself treated a retail worker that way. No. Unless that person, whatever, is a rotten person, and then it's a personal issue between me and that person. But I, you know what I mean? You're, you're not... I have experienced that where... If there was a maybe chip they were having off a bad the day corner or of your popsicle day, box, you're not going to freak out on them and demand it for free. And see, that's another exactly. thing. People, because of the weird culture that we have right now, I've heard a lot of stories where people just go in looking to get stuff for free mm-hmm. because they know they can. I've done it. Have you? Like I, I think I told this story before, but I went to a Taco Bell once and... Oh, yeah. I knew the rules because I'd worked there, so I was I got... I basically exploited a loophole and got a, a free meal. But it was I what it was. Not... I have not done that. But I, I didn't do it in a rotten way. I just was like, hey, you guys, 
I just knew the little trick. I was like, you guys screwed up my order. Customer's always right. Let's just put it that way. You guys That's, screwed up my order that I never ordered. the customer is not always right. The customer's definitely not always right, and I proved that. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> Sometimes the it. customer's full of shit. Let's just, it is a reality. And sometimes they're just not nice people. Sometimes they're having a bad day. Yeah. Like, I have, um, I do know, though, it's really disheartening when you're trying to serve someone, and they treat you like absolute crap. It's like, yeah, just because they can. And that maybe is how I, why is. I think a lot of us are mad at the elites. It's like, it's part of that thing that's in our DNA. We have to, we have to put ourselves in a higher position than other people. Some of us, not all of us, but there's that thing. It's like a mechanism. But I haven't figured it out yet. I'm trying to hack it. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's psychologists out there think, and, but, and professionals yeah. and, and smart people that are probably laughing at us. But, but I want I want this whole, that mechanism squandered. It needs to not exist anymore. It's useless. Because we're all made of the again. same material. Like, exactly. literally. We're just in different... Hierarchical structures are completely useless in 2021 and going forward and probably for the last couple decades, really. Because we're just different configurations. Yeah. I mean, I am no different yeah. building block than this desk that our computer is on. Extremely like, true. It, and so when you put it it's in It's just arranged in a different different configuration of you know atomic structures that's it i think that electrons are exchanged differently that's really all it boils down to Uh, on the very basic level of building blocks we're all made of the same thing which is just energy at its purest form but electrons just move differently in certain arrangements and it creates a desk as opposed to a person but it's really all the same shit exactly like i'm biochemically predisposed to be pretty happy most of the time i really love existing I, and i think it's because i have this weird thing i love to learn so every yeah, day i get true. up and i'm like what am i gonna learn today? that doesn't mean that i don't have moments of absolute despair those Love chemicals it. line up absolutely, too absolutely yeah but i overall i'm generally a pretty happy person now i was talking about this with one of the people in the blog post comments so i always wondered when i was young why some people are so hateful well i think that they're the crusty marshmallow people they're the feelings <laughs> people well, you Sorry, think about crusty it. Marshmallow well, I, I know I love crusty marshmallows. They're generally people that are the really gruff, hateful. I'm married to one. On the inside, though, what it is is they just have been beaten down a little bit by life, and they understand the reality of things, mm-hmm. and they just get tired of everyone's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so they become that caricature of the hateful old lady or hateful old dude that just wants to be left alone. It's because of the the pain of existence. And we could, but they have so much to offer because they've noticed yeah. things. If you guys want a window into the pain of existence we all experience the pain of existence we do but there's a lot of mainstream art forms that don't cover it other than the depressing fucking pop music that's out there but if you guys want a very good example as far as in art to look to listen to metal metal music yes most of it it's very poetic and talks about if you actually you have to probably look up the lyrics and i will say that is one critique i have of metal is like it's not as accessible to the general population because you just can't really understand what the hell they're screaming about. You can tell they're really passionate about something by the the way they're screaming into the microphone. But if you should really look up the lyrics of a lot of different metal songs because they're all not created equal, but a lot of them are very poetic, very well written, but they touch on the pain of existence, the existential dread, everything we talk about in this podcast, or everything you can experience as an existential dread, or in a very guttural despair. way, despair. They even just paint the picture of like death metals, particularly just paints the picture of death, whether it's gruesome or not, because it's something that does exist. It is part of human existence. It's just linguistic art. Exactly. It is, but it's just art that touches on that aspect of humanity, and not particularly the lovey-dovey happy. Elevator music crap. Well, see, and I, I mean, can't... there's there's a place for elevator music, and there's Two. a place for 
You know, but we do, but it just needs to be. You, you should also look into that window every once in a while because it is part of existence. Well, and I, it's funny you mention that because I can't listen to metal all the time. Like I, it's funny because I have music mm. is music. I can, but I'm a different breed. You are. <laughs> well, no, I mean it directly correlates to my music does what I'm feeling like, and yeah. so metal for me, I have to be. Pre- well, that's not true. I can't listen to lyrical metal all the time. Metal music, Makes I sense. can listen to Makes constantly, sense. but the screaming gutturalness of it, yeah. I have to be in the right frame of mind for it. M- most people do. But I also really much appreciate it because people are like, oh, that's just evil. And it's like, no, you're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're talking about because I actually quite like some metal. And it's, it's uh, there's been a lot of studies lately, um, psychological studies on the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting to prove itself to be cathartic to listen to like a rage room. angry music it's like that. It's just a mental it's not rage really, room. I don't even like calling it angry music because it's not exactly that that's I feel like it's too an... much of a generalization because it's not. Well, it's not it's just it's just a different expression of music that's well, it's all because kind of music though, is though. kind of the language that uh, music is like the language your heart uses to communicate without using your mouth it kind of that's what i've been teaching my daughter anyway about when i'm teaching her piano i'm like we talk we use words that's language music's just a different form of language it's something primitive we've all had it's been there forever i think our earliest forms of music were rhythmic drumming or rhythmic chanting, and, chanting drum, and, yeah. and and so it's just kind of there it's it's a different form of linguistic expression well they said that we put off a form well you know think about your heart's always beating your blood's always mm-hmm. pumping that's making noise exactly. and it's sort of an orchestrated noise and, every, and the off. definition the very definition of music is organized sound which is what even the very act of being alive is an organized sound mm-hmm. we just haven't put it to like a way that our ears can process it, I suppose. Exactly. Well, that's a very deep thought. I'm there's a lot of um, there's a lot of metaphors about the creation of existence, but it all it, a lot of it touches on the fact that it was sound, like whether it was God spoke or the Big Bang, or well, it's always, it's always a, some speaking. kind of a sound or some kind of you know you're basically kinetic energy bouncing particles off each other. That's what sound is. True. That literally. Well, and that goes back to the we're all made of the same building blocks. Exactly. So no one... See, I, I want to kill elitism. Like, metaphorically, people. Not literally. I don't want to stab Bill Gates. I'm just talking about... <laughs> I, I want to, I want it to have a, a mind death. You know what I mean? There should be no elitism. No. There are always going to be... Now, we're not equal in our attributes, but we are equal in that we exist. Um, so some humans are always going to have more drive than others. That, and, here's the an thing. opportunity. Yeah. But we still shouldn't be hierarchical. There should be some sort of hierarchy death. There is people who are elite. Yes. There's always someone... Whatever category you could possibly imagine there's somebody who's the best at period and there's also people who are going to be better than that eventually it's always a constant drive someone might have a mutation to have more endurance but we got to stop with the ism part of that with the whole i guess it's the psychology of like i'm better i am the elite i'm better than everybody else and i'm gonna shit on the ones lower so they don't come above me and i don't we see this a lot in business yeah, and I don't also where think they, they fucking manipulate the entire market so they stay on top because they're afraid of someone becoming better. Someone's always going to be better eventually. Uh, again, I'm gonna use it. I don't even like like watching MMA or anything, but it's a good example. Like I know the structures of how MMA works. Well, mixed martial arts, by the way. <clears throat> if you guys don't know what MMA is, it's mixed martial arts. Um, it's an art form all of its own. But no matter how good you get and how long you can stay the best. Someone is eventually going to train hard enough to be better than you. And it's always, there's always that aspect. No one's going to be the best forever and you can never top that. Same with world records. Look at the Guinness Book of World Records. Someone can set an astonishing record of something 
And eventually, someone will break that if they have the drive to do it enough, if there's actually any kind of incentive That's because whatsoever. there's always somebody along the timeline <clears throat> somewhere that's younger or mm-hmm. has more attributes. Or, yeah. like, well, that's just it. I, I think it's really important to note that I don't... Because of that, I don't want some group of powerful people making us all be on the same common denominator. That's why I have a yeah. huge problem with communism, <clears throat> because there's always going to be people that are smarter or have more power, and they're always going to bend it to their will. Mm-hmm. So do that's we... what I want to eliminate. Yes. But I don't think I can do that because I'm not God and I can't manipulate DNA. No, I think that honestly <laughs> what you can do... We can evolve it out of us though. Well, you we can, can with we the can, CRISPR machine. We can leave it in the past. We can leave it in the dust. Well, and I think that As making... something that was a, a an archaic mechanism we used to use. Imagine in a future where we look back on hierarchical structures and go, what the fuck? I sometimes wonder if we're going to create an AI that does our governance. I've always said that's a good idea because it takes the human aspect out of it. Wow. And I think, but unfortunately, there's a lot of nuance to that issue, too. Because, because it has to be we, It has to be created by a human. Yeah. It's why it's called artificial intelligence. It's not like we can create a real sentient being. Do you think that our entire existence as a species shows that we are pretty much unca- incapable of governing ourselves in a way that is equitable? Because I sometimes think We about try. That. We did. We gave it our best with, you know, forming America. Yeah, but those... If we use those same principles to create an AI that does the same thing, that uh, perpetuates the same ideas... Uh, you know, where you take humanity's so unfortunate the, you can't lobby uh, downfalls out of the equation. Yeah, yeah you can't lobby. That's my whole point behind it, though. It's like you can't buy the power from the AI. You can't manipulate the rules of the AI. Once the, it's set in stone, it's set in stone and it goes. It's just about who and how do we create those rules, those boundaries. Kind of like the iRobot scenario. Yeah. We have to have well, these if-then scenarios. Because still humans have to program it. Exactly. But at one point, we it's the same. Take artificial out of it. We trusted intelligence to do that when we created America. That's true. And, and they did a damn good fucking job. So there's the... no reason why we can't also do that on a, but program it into an artificial intelligence that's ex- basically a management system because that's kind of what government's supposed to be. It's supposed to preserve individual mm-hmm. rights, which is what America was supposed to be. But we also have to open it up to the possibility of, of evolving too. Um, that's well, and that's, and that's problem. something AI can do. Our government so I really framework... think it should be an AI because then it takes emotions. It takes these human things that have served us wrong in the past. It takes it out of the equation and purifies the very idea instead. Why can't we do it on a like a test run? See, we I could. Feel that, There's well, no reason like, we can't. Well, that's what I mean. Is just because you don't want to institute <clears throat> something that could go super haywire mm-hmm. on a huge. Maybe people are because AI is growing, and so it's like I'm talking about like trying a colony out. Let's like let's go in with this framework. With this capability, and these people are willing... I'd be willing to go try it out. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I, Especially if I had the availability of the information, there was nothing nefarious in this institution. It was purely for science. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to give it a try. I don't see why not. I think we should try. Like, it that's isn't, what science... isn't like it's going to be Skynet. No. Where as soon as we turn it on, it launches nuclear bombs. Well, it wouldn't have that... Well, I don't know. There's a lot. I think that that's all sensationalized, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it I would have we, to grow I a just conscious... wish we had a model for this. And we don't, but we're learning and we're talking about it. And I think that's important because mm. our government's beauty was that it was a limited framework designed to preserve rights that already existed. And now mm. we are in this nasty zone. It always happens it's where rights hacked. are being. Yes. Let's pretend it was an AI from the get go. Somebody figured out a way to hack it. There's always a hackers, man. There's people who like to learn the very basics of the framework and try to get into it and, and change it. And that's see, just how that's it the beauty like, of life. Is and that's why we have all these conspiracy theories about the Illuminati the one, yeah. and the shadow government and the Pope or whatever. 
Well, and that's the beauty of life, though, Brady. Without the flaw, life would not perpetuate. That's because true. we'd have no reason. Exactly. And so I don't that's want true. a utopia. I just want a little more equity. Right now, our equity system is out of balance because our power structure is condensed. So we got to uncondense it. I would like to do it without yeah. war. I it's really, always been war. That's always been I the way know. to decompress that. But I think that we should be able to find a way now with our massive amount of information to not do that. Because mm-hmm. we are at the end of our empire as far as historical it's precedents. Obvious, occur- yeah. yeah, it's we're, we're crushing it on ourselves. The one that's on the rise over there in the east, I cannot live under a Chinese-style communist thing. I refuse to because that would be no life. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that framework of government becoming big. I don't know if I have any control over it other than my mouth and what I speak. I want to know what happened. Okay, so like in the Cold War, mm-hmm. we, re- we reached a point where our power elite um, usurped the Constitution yeah. in order to keep communism out of America from taking over American minds. Because it was it was viral. Good intentions, evil, yeah. evil, evil. But uh, to them, this idea of communism, especially in a dictatorial sense. Where, how it was being presented to the world in different areas was scary to the power elite in America because they did want to perpetuate the republic that we, you know, that we, so they became, that we created. So they became dictatorial. So they used, they, they, <laughs> yeah, exactly, they kind of did the, same, the opposite. Yeah. But they did a pretty good job at keeping the, that virus, if you want to call it that, uh, from spreading. Kind of. They just Where did it, ha- what happened to where now it's spreading... Faster than it ever has on the entire planet. I think it's because it's got like this cool little, um, it sounds nice. It, it does it? sound nice because they're... Well, think about it. The we idea are, of it is kind of like pure equality. Everybody's on the same plane, even We're economically. disenfranchised. Exactly. So those ideas sound lovely. I get lovely. it. I get it. It's very appealing to some folk who are disenfranchised. But then again, you got Cuba, who's been communist <laughs> since the Cuba. 50s, and now they're uh, they're grabbing capitalism. Mm-hmm. So see, capitalism isn't bad because it gives us it gives us autonomy. That's part of capitalism. Is it's autonomy. just capitalism without virtue is bad. Uh-huh. Where do you? How do you do that framework of virtue? Right now, I the elitism know. without there virtue used to is be bad. Virtue in, com- in capitalism. Well, they try to. A lot of people say it's because of Christianity. You know, you and could, I, you could blame it on whoever you want. But the thing really, is, is even when want. we were a Christian nation, let's use that argument. We had all sorts of bad stuff happening because people are still people. Mm-hmm. Except for we just people used Christianity people. to justify it. Yeah, so this is the problem <laughs> I have. Humanity is, is yeah, inherently people, flawed. We have to always admit that. Yeah, and maybe that's just it. We need to... I know a lot of the problem lies in education. Right now we've got a very powerful cabal running education in America, and they're clinging on to that institutionalized thing. And it's not doing anybody any good. Mm-mm. Um... It, the the kids that are coming out of the education system and out of our college system truly terrify me because I don't think they'd well, have the any The college trouble. system was definitely taken over by, I don't know if it's Marxism or what, some kind of neo-socialist. It's gross. It can only thrive it's in an affluent society that everybody else takes care of everything, too. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, I love higher learning, but right now it seems like I have family members and graduate programs. It's all about getting that grant cheddar. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. even, and it's, so it's, it's this weird. I want weird, a grant. Can someone give me a grant? It's really disheartening because it's like what knowledge is being hidden or not shown because it doesn't fit the grant parameter race. Right, exactly. Like, well, or I've been arguing about, for whatever reason, I've had to argue about this on Twitter a lot lately, which is uh, the whole, how the academic and scientific and scholarly like communities have Becoming, become hyper politicized. They're also elitist whores. There's a lot of people who disagree with me, but then when I state 
some evidence and some and some logic to them. They're, I've changed a lot of people's minds lately because they 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 look to these institutions as solid and unfallible for whatever reason. It's just something that we but do. But they're made up of people. But when you point out how they are fallible and how they're the big cracks in those foundations, mm-hmm. um, people see it and go, oh. Yeah, why do we attribute then, God then we, to your then powers? Then we start to get, but then it then it creates the whole QAnon situation where it's like oh. vaccines are bad because science is bad or whatever. I don't know. Well, and, and so you have to tread lightly when you start pointing out these these cracks and these flaws in these institutions because then you create anti-vaxxers or whatever. And you create a vac. <laughs> it's also you create a vacuum in people's reality. Exactly. Because it's, why do people attribute God like to, God to your powers to these institutions? Exactly. They're institutions. They're made up of people. People are fallible. You've got to keep that in context. Yeah, because like, the, unfortunately, these institutions aren't AI yet. Maybe it's the AI. I've always thing. pushed for the, we need to change these. If, if we have a hierarchy, it needs to be dictated by an AI, not by people, because this is the problem. It's always been the problem, people. But it's the it's the common denominator everywhere in everything, every problem we've ever had on Earth, people. They also are the solution yeah. too, though. But exactly, we're also the solution. Oh, so it's maybe we're out of balance. I think that we're a, out of balance right balance now. And so how do we bring there. that balance back in without war? That is, I think that's the thing that everybody is a little, because there's like, mm-hmm. you were talking about feeling a general sense of anxiety. For the last few years, that that sense of anxiety that I feel as a, when I'm around people, it's growing. And as it grows, there's more of these, these huge conspiracy theories are getting more crazy. And then when what happens when you get enough people involved in a movement and then that those people get disillusioned? Violence happens. A lot of the time. Antifa. Black Lives Matter, QAnon, all of those are valid people being angry mm. about certain things, but it's growing into this metastasizing nightmare that's going to end, yeah. in, end in well, warfare. Again, we're, uh, we're in this like weird state of ideological warfare at the moment. It is. And, and so far, it's not super bloody. We're also in it's sort gotten, of... There is some blood spilled everywhere. But not like... It's not like on a mass scale like World War II like or whatever. It's not like Yemen Civil War level. Yeah. Well, I think in the future, warfare isn't going to be boots on the ground, blood spilled. Uh, I really right now, don't think warfare is. is fought on the yeah. digital waves. Um, I think China realized this, and that's why they're fighting an entirely different type of war right now. They don't have soldiers in here trying to take us over. No. But they're still taking us over slowly, in a way. You can argue it all day long, no, one way or the other. It. But it's you more can see subtle. the the Chinese idealism, the Chinese control structure. It's all being slowly implemented here, unfortunately. Well, like we their talked tech, about their with technocracy. the, the Gina thing. It's like, you know, you can't say something that the elite power structure thinks is bad, but at the same oh, time, let's yeah, suck look, the teat of the China thing where there's concentration camps and they're sterilizing people. It'll eventually get to that point here in America. It has in the past. We put Japanese people and people who just looked Japanese because they didn't know any, but they're stupid. And that was... They just put them in internment camps because... God damn it, they bombed But we Pearl didn't Harbor. do the millions of German people that way that most Americans derived from. So uh-huh. I, when people talk about white supremacy, there is a historical precedent. There for, is, yes. Yeah, unfortunately. I will, and, and I'm totally... I think un- eventually that we will have squashed that entire thing, hopefully. I don't think Because come on, we are all, all equal. I don't care what your skin color... Yeah. There's no such thing as a superior race. This is stupid. What are you guys doing? Uh, the race that... Come on. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, There's the, so much the, evidence. The people that are wanting to control us from a communist land are mm-hmm. very racist that way. Their government is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. My husband grew up next to Chinatown. Yeah. Wow. But that stories. is that is something that but they but they're fighting a war that is not boots on the ground and they're doing a very good it's job. It's an info war, Alex Jones. It is an info you got war. that got that right, didn't you, buddy? He's a very smart man. He had the documents. He gets a lot of crap because he was a couple things he was wrong about just happened to offend people. I think he plays I get a persona it. Whatever. so he can say whatever we can, he wants. We can address that one issue. That's was that fine. The, was that the Parkland thing? 
I think it was Parkland or whatever. Yeah. He said a couple things that were, maybe were false. He maybe had just bad evidence or just he got a little excited. I don't know. Okay. He's also denounced that and apologized. Let's move on and look at the other things he's saying that are true because there's way too many of them, unfortunately. When Alex Jones starts to be right about a lot of things, it's scary because he says a lot of things that are scary well, to and me. That's and when he's right about those too. scary things, I get a chill up my spine. When you're wrong, does that automatically make everything you've ever said wrong? Because I feel like that's what's happening <laughs> yeah, in the if, social media sphere. If that's sphere. the case, then we're all, kiss science goodbye. But the thing is, guys, we're all fallible. So right now, I'm probably doing something wrong. Like, if you can't, you can't conduct yourself in that sort of state of mania all the time. Yeah. I feel like that's a large part why there's this dissonance on Twitter. Is they're ramped up all the time, and then in if a, one person says one wrong thing, that person must be excommunicated from the herd. And it's like, well, maybe that person said 6,000 good things. That's true, yeah. Consider the pro And that's what I'm talking about, debate not hate. Your point is wrong in this particular thing, according to this evidence, but I don't hate you. Yeah. I don't know you. But we should also, like, he should still be able to talk. And you should still, should still be able to talk. say if someone's wrong without being crucified. Exactly. It's a, it's a mess. It is a mess. In a, in a, in a world of technicolor where it, everybody wants it to be black and white. Well, and it's not. It's really grayscale. I, I, I would like to talk about, like you said, last week we hit on this too, the how to fix it thing. So I think the big how to fix it is we are conducting dialogue according to our principles. That's mm -hmm. a good thing. And I think that'll spread. Podcasts can, rock, by the way. They do. And there's so many of them. It's the new, that's the renaissance of, uh, of information spreading because it, so far, like we're not beholden to producers or advertisers right now. No, we're not. And I'd like to keep it that way for a while. Me too. So we can say whatever the hell we want. Now there are rules with Podbean and with all these other places. There's some things we probably can't say. But which I, is that's probably the pro one of the problems we're having at the moment in in society. Here's a good example. Okay. And I'm sorry I digress, but this is important. No, I like digress. Recently I read an article that the White House, the power elite in America, okay, the very representation of the power elite, the White House is getting a hold of social media platforms and literally telling them we have to stop anti-vaxxers from having a voice. Literally, what they say. I might have paraphrased how they described it in the article, that's but on the surface, that's exactly what is going on. That is bad. That's just going to make more anti-vaxxers, That is right? literally the exact opposite of the First Amendment, where it, it's different when these companies decide, I think we need rules and guardrails, about what goes on on our platform, especially when it's hard to moderate the bajillions of things being said. I can understand a needing the general guard guardrails because you can't moderate everything on, no. a, on a platform that big. I don't care how many people you hire. Whatever. That's whatever. Do the best you can. Do the best you can. Maybe yep. they are doing the best they can. We can argue, we can talk about that all day. But when the government, who is is beholden to the Constitution, the First Amendment, we can say whatever we want within reason, you know, we can't go and as actually, as you can't actually go and incite violence. There are some restrictions to that because safety. You're it is about, important. You, you can say whatever idea yeah, you want. Yeah, I can't, I just can't go and get rally up everybody to just murder people. That's not okay. Because it's That's not. generally just agreed upon. Common sense, not okay. Whatever. But... When the government's going to these platforms and saying you have to silence voices that we don't agree with, that's not okay. That is fundamentally the not okay. Of, well, and also it's not constitutional. It's, it's not absolutely okay. not constitutional. They don't care, though. But nobody wants to talk about that. I'm talking about it right now, though. Because I think it's important and that we put them in check on that one, on the, that particular issue. It needs to be put in check. You can't do that, government. You can't do that, Uncle Sam. 
That's also just you gonna cannot, make more anti-vaxxers. You cannot tell people what they can and can't say. That is not the way. This is not the way. This is not the way. I have that spoken. Is, I have spoken. I have spoken. Well, and the big thing is, is you have this huge amount of data and huge amount of resources because you're the government. Mm-hmm. Start educating people in a non-preachy way. You know and what? non-fucking-forceful way. Non-coercive way. Stop using force. And as much as I don't like people not getting vaccinated when it comes to certain things, people still have the right to not get vaccinated. That I is agree. your body. On it's the not going to kill everybody if some people don't get vaccinated. Come I mean, on. well, there's the That's concept of herd immunity. But maybe we should, immu- we should definitely take a better approach to educating those people on maybe there is some safety to vaccines. Here's the thing, though. It's so obviously sketchy the vaccine world too yes it is and yes I it's care. good in aspects but there's also some sketch to it well and that's just it they uh, when you entrust a giant corporation made up of people devoted by profit to your health yeah there's going to be some skepticism mm-hmm. that is how that works yeah. you know this, and, and, and unfortunately these companies don't operate on virtue they do operate on profit that is how they work and if something is good, it does not require coercion. We have talked That's about true. this. I'll say it every week. Very so true. If a vaccine is good, which I do believe they're good, because you know what? I, my grandma the had principle to spend 14 of them days are, in a yeah. polio ward because of something that wasn't polio, but listen to little kids dying around her. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing that we fought that. Now, on the same token, forcefully stabbing people in the arm. Not or, okay. Not okay. Because of that whole forceful thing. The that's forceful the, that's thing. the not okay part. Let people choose. And you know what? There are also consequences of not choice. If that means you have to go live in a commune because you chose not to vaccine yourself, then mm-hmm. maybe that's what has to happen. I don't know. I just know that give people the choice, nine times out of ten, they're going to choose beyond just themselves. Because, mm-hmm. oh, okay, let's put it this way. Say that you need, I think it's like 70 to 80% for herd immunity, right? I don't know. Uh, it's well, I've studied the vaccine. <laughs> Sorry, I've I don't studied know. immunology a lot. But like say so that you need that many people to get shots to protect the people that can't get shots or that don't want to. Exactly. Most humans, if you show them scientifically that there's a mitigated risk, are gonna say, Hey, I'll go ahead and do that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but and, you and have the other to, thing, but though, you show them with data. You don't yeah, say... Yeah, data is important. But another thing is like the way it's framed, it should be framed in a more altruistic way than uh, we see it coming from these monolithic structures driven by profit. Mm-hmm. And that does scare a lot of people. Because there are a lot of people who guard themselves against those We monoliths. are distrustful of coercive forces. Mm-hmm. And, and that is kind of the way they're being pre- these vaccines are being presented in reality Well, if now, you just said that we monoliths. will silence you if you are doing this. It's that's like, even that's, scarier. That's terrifying. How dare you talk against the grain? We pay for Guess you. what? We built this country on being going against the grain. And also, the government only exists <clears> because <throat> we allow sorry. it to. Yeah, it's true. We are, I've talked about this before. We have to pretend. <laughs> Society itself is one big experiment in pretending. Let's put it that way. It really is. Fake it till you make it? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, really. Well, no, I just thought about but it. Society's sort of... not a tangible thing. It's, it's not something you can put in a box and sell fluid. on a shelf. It's an idea. And you, for an idea to exist, you kind of have to pretend that it does exist as a tangible thing when it doesn't. And so you billionaires, if any of you hear this, I don't like that you think you know what's best for me just because you have more resources, knowledge, availability, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason... Everybody should get a say in how they get to determine themselves. Because self-determination is the single greatest, most important thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. And so when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to freedom of speech, we get to determine that, not you. Yeah. That's part of the Bill of Rights as we are born with that. 
ability yeah. to determine. You're supposed to protect it, not overlord it. Yeah. Like, or... like at the end of Star Wars Episode Three. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm not even gonna quote it. This is bad. But uh, no, do it. Yeah, those who know know. Let's spit it that way. That's well, the club, yeah. the Star Wars Club. You guys know. You guys I, know. Yeah, I do. You're my but guys. You should still quote it. Uh, it's okay. Nah, you I'm don't have do to. It. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyway. <okay. laughs> I'm not gonna nerd out too hard because I'll go down a whole rebel. But anyway, um, I wanted to look at Elon Musk as an example. Okay. Let's talk the about the power elite decided we need car makers need to have seatbelts. Cool. That's actually a good idea. Seatbelts have been there are there's lots of data that seatbelts save lives. Yep. There's a, there's some fringe data that's. Represents that sometimes seatbelts are a death trap, but hey, hey that's a case-by-case case issue. Sometimes bad things okay? happen from good things. That's physics, how that works. Physics is a real bitch. Let's just yeah, put it that way. Yeah. It, 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 it's a big hindrance on living That's why I love sometimes. simulations so much. <laughs> yeah, simulations. But anyway, okay. so, but they put these standards on, you know, safety in making cars. Okay. Mr. Musk was like, okay, I'm going to go way above and beyond that. No matter how much money it costs to produce, I'm just going to do it. Okay. And Teslas are now the safest, period, without any competition. The safest cars out there at all, period. Absolutely, would... according to, and there's data to back that up. But Plenty he, of data. He wasn't, see, what the problem is, Brady, most businesses will do the absolute minimum required that's so that what they I, can make the maximum profit. That was the profit. point oh, I was sorry. trying to make, yeah. Whereas yeah, he, go ahead. No, I was just talking about this all goes back to virtue and principles. Mm-hmm. You're ver- you can't have a good system without virtue and principles. I know. And not everybody's going to have them. Well, you want to talk about virtue... Um, when they implemented the seatbelt laws, yeah. Th- again, obviously they save lives, but the auto manufacturers were going to lose a bit of profit at a certain point in time mm-hmm. to you know implement putting seatbelts or whatever safety features in the cars at the production level. You have to empathize a little bit, just a little bit, to go. Yes, I see your point. Money, <laughs> unfortunately. Maybe we need to... It all relies about... It all revolves around money. And it shouldn't. But guess what? Don't you think it might just be better to go... I see your point. We should implement these safety features because, you know, it'd be a real shame to lose customers by death from our product. As in people are more important than profit? Yeah. My point is, yeah, they could have taken a better approach to it. But they fought it. They fought legislation. They used everything in their power to delay that legislation for years and years and years before it actually became a thing and people got tired of it. Well, and even still, like, there's people... But that's oh, not I rode good. in the back of a car good. without seatbelts and I'm fine. You know, so you have I to hate deal that with that, mindset. too. I hate I that do mindset. Because they just don't want change. They just don't... Well, and he... Sometimes he, change is good, guys. Actually, you should be challenging your change mm-hmm. mindsets every day because discomfort is good for growth. Yeah. And people who are most reluctant to change often are the most miserable... Because they get stuck in patterns, and they can't handle it when change happens. And guess what? Change mm-hmm. is going to happen at some point. That's true. Well, but then I also have to empathize with the people who realize that data can be manipulated too easily in mm-hmm. science. Again, with right. the whole science being hyper-politicized, part of what I mean by that is um, the whole... Let's go into the whole gay frog study again. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we come back to um, With Alex Jones, and he made that comment about the gay frogs. It's a meme. Everybody, come on. You guys should know about it. He mentioned that uh, he doesn't like... Chem- companies putting chemicals in the water that make the freaking frogs gay. It wasn't that he was a bad coming down on gay people. It's kind of funny. Because it it's just a, it's a really quirky thing he said. But then people started to dig into that. They're like, what the fuck does he mean? Because he didn't really elaborate very much on it. He has he was slapping a piece of paper down and that piece of paper was some data. 
that indicated there was a company who was making, uh, I think it was pesticides, and it got into the groundwater, and then the there was the frogs in the area were there. I don't know the exact terminology or jargon for this, but like they were, their gender was being changed. They were growing uh, body parts that weren't their genetic gender. So like a, a female frog was growing testicles, let's just put it that way, and then were, their, their hormone were, levels were fucking all over the place. They were biochemically mutating. Yeah. Well, there, mutating, was, yeah. There, was, there was dudes who did really in-depth studies on this and, and, and tried to convince, you know, whoever the regulatory board on chemical safety or whatever, that uh, this is not good, we should probably chain, not do that. Because of this, and what if what are the effects on humans and blah blah blah? Did the implications. He was trying to present the implications of this. Well, guess what? The company who was facing a loss of profits due to this, you know, newfound study, they paid their own scientists to create confirmation bias studies that disproved that guy. And so there was this big battle back and forth between the company's labs and this dude's private lab who was trying to say this is bad. And then some bribes were made, and uh, you know. Regulations didn't happen. Let's just put it that way. But the, my point is, it's very easy to purchase your own data now. Uh, exactly. It's very, you can just do it. You, you have can enough see money. See it in real time. You have enough money. You can purchase a politician, and you can purchase a laboratory, and you can purchase data from that laboratory. Spun however you want it spun. Well, they just take coffee for instance. Coffee. One day it's good for you. One day it's bad for you. One day it's good, and maybe yeah. not good, and maybe one not bad. Mm-hmm. And then, the fast know, food industry experiences this all the time. Yeah, there's or a lot the of exploitation. I like to look at the snack industry because they scare me. Because they do use very manipulative marketing techniques. And it's been proven time and time again. Some people just don't want to listen. I got argued with Matt. I posted a joke on Twitter during the Super Bowl because Pepsi was advertising something. Like, bring home the the halftime show. And I was like, why don't we bring home diabetes and heart disease, too? (laughs) And then then I went to explain to people who were arguing with me about how uh, they've used, you know, very coercive and manipulative marketing techniques to get you to believe that diet Pepsi is fucking more healthy than regular Pepsi when it's clearly not and there's plenty of data to prove that it's not. Well, that's but what, it's, again, yeah, it's very it's easy to, to buy yeah. to buy data and to buy, uh, you know, so blind, you, basically brainwashing. You can just buy brainwashing so nowadays. So what do you do? It's very easy. I think the single greatest thing you can do is guard your own mind, develop techniques to help yeah. you consider things, and then be a good example of it. Yeah. Because, like... Do your you, best. Like you said, well, like you said, Mr. <laughs> Musk did. Mr. Musk did that. He's very, I like his philanthropical views on things. Yes, he's a billionaire. Well, I don't personally. Know he has him. a lot of power and a lot. Like he can just tweet about something and the stock goes up. It's a weird power. But his actions with the seatbelt thing was a good and just action. Yeah. He did it not because he, he could have just followed the bare minimum and yep. whatever. Your your vehicles are gener- generally safe. I think that's he how went changed. way above and beyond. And now he even now he claims that a. Infant can sit in the front seat of his car in a horrible position, and there are sensors that will basically, if they get in a crash, it will deploy the airbags in a certain way that even without a seatbelt, that child will most likely survive. Well, and see, he has data to back that and up. He has data. And that's my thing is going above and beyond, not because someone's forcing you to, but because you choose it's to, because right it's the to right do. thing to do. You know, no matter virtue and ethics, a lot of that, they're very similar across the entire universe here as far as. You know, do unto others as you do unto yourself. All mm-hmm. of those things are very universal. And I think if you conduct yourself in that manner, and then again, how do you deal with the people who don't? I don't think they should have the power they have. What do we do? To, do we all have to get involved to combat that? Are we just not fighting enough, the good people? I don't know. Because I don't like to... I, well, I, I like... I, I was talking to my father-in-law the other day. 
Okay. And we were both kind of like up to the conclusion, like, why doesn't everybody else see this as we see it? And I'm like, I, I think we do. I think not everybody does because if it's different up here in rural Idaho and we're all kind of conspiracy theorists. Maybe it's no, because there's true. no fluoride in the water. That's probably what I don't it is. know. We're a little high strung. It's different up here, but if you've ever been into a big city, they don't care. Ever, all everybody talks about is like, what are the Kardashians doing? What happened on Ellen's show? Yeah, and it's really weird. And so the conversation is way different here in North Idaho than it is in like Philadelphia or in San Francisco Phoenix. or whatever. Everybody has these different social commentaries. Than well, I talked about the hamster people. Maybe we have nothing better to do. Then I went and lived amongst the, amongst the hamster people in the greater Phoenix area. And mm-hmm. I love Phoenix and I love the people there. But I just noticed it was very repetitive. And you had to really conform you couldn't really think outside the box, and maybe that's why Idaho is a little odd, is that everybody <laughs> wants to be so far outside the box that they might be back in it in a different dimension. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. sorry, I just, no, that's feels, a good, uh, I just like that, like it. That's, how, that's exactly how it feels to be in Idaho. It yeah. does, it's we'll, like we'll get trying... Ruby Ridge, for example. <laughs> well, it's just so true, like, everything is so outside, people pride themselves here at being Anti-establishment. Is, oh, yes. It is the, like, black hole of anti-establishment thinking. Yep. Like, but we've been very happy because of that during the whole COVID debacle. Well, I'm not going to lie. Like, well, we kind of just, as a, as at least in North Idaho, we kind of just pretended it wasn't going on, and we're all pretty happy about and it. And so. our COVID cases... <laughs> call it privilege, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's very weird here. Our government took it as a, uh, hey, you know what? That's between you and your doctor. They took it seriously. Yeah, it's just they did take it, it seriously. There were some regulations put out like, hey, you know, we got to sort of try. But, but for the were... most part, it wasn't like cops weren't going door to door and welding you into your apartment like they did in China. Or even like in... it's a huge difference. And then all of the people in our neighboring states came over here to eat in our restaurants and go to our casinos and do all the things that they can't do still in <laughs> yeah, their state. Because most people still wanted everything to be normal. And the funny Even if thing, it was just pretending. And the sad thing is, is we kind of got proved right because states that did huge draconian things versus states that didn't do jack shit, there's literally yeah. no difference oh. in the amount of COVID that there was. Speaking of COVID and speaking of what I was talking about with buying data. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's another example. How come, uh, you know, Biden gets enough, I'm sorry to get all conspiratorial and political, nah, but about, how come as soon as, as soon as Corn Pop got, oh no, he, he isn't Corn, corn Pop. Corn Pop's a bad man. It, it, it's corn the Corn Pop, Pop Avenger. Yeah, but oh, uh, the Corn Pop Avenger. Yeah, yeah I like that's, that. that's what he... <laughs> <laughs> We all have a good hero story. He, he manipulated that pretty well. I love the Corn Pop Go story. Biden. Hey, you know what? He took on Corn Pop with love and logic. Dude, I will listen to you talk all day, sir. Yeah. That, I, because that was... Anyways, regardless of your policies and your politics and the bullshit, I can listen to Biden talk all day cause because the gaffes are great. You never Sometimes know Sometimes he has, go. He has some good stories. He's an old guy. Well, and old guys always have good stories. And Pop was I wish he man. would tell more stories. I know. I really do. What are you but anyway, anyway sorry, I digress sorry. heavily. We digress but how That's come so as good. soon as he got in office, within a month, all of a sudden they come out and say, oh, you know, we were kind of wrong about how we gathered the COVID data and it's actually a lot less. Now, all of a sudden, everything's opening up and we're all fine. What's going on there? That's a little fishy. That's all I'm saying. It's a little fishy. That also reaffirmed every conspiracy theorist I know because they said as soon as he gets in there, it's going to go away. Well, it's like that lady who was going out preaching about the hydroxychloroquine. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, hydroxychloroquine. And, uh... She got completely ridiculed, almost crucified, like almost literally crucified. They were crucified. horrible they, to her. If, there was almost lynch mobs against her. And then it came out and other doctors were like, oh yeah, you know what? That 
We've been using that as an antiviral technique for a long time. It kind of seems to work a little bit with COVID. Also, it's a safe, you know. cheap medication that's been around for, what, yeah, six years? Yeah, now all of a sudden, yeah. uh, she was right, and, you know, nobody's apologized to her. What the fuck's with that? So we need to talk My point about is, this. is, like, yeah. there's obviously some fishy things going on with the COVID data. It's obvious. I don't know what those fishy things are. I could probably create a million different conspiracy theories about it. But in reality... What's objective is there's some fishy things going on with those numbers. And that's I think all it's I important say. to note and point out. That's why people don't. That's why these conspiracies come up. Exactly. Because people don't trust it because it's something something's going on. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. Pointing it out. It's like the stuff is constantly being manipulated to hurt us into what, hurt corrals of control. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is your motive? Do you really? Because I get tired of hearing about I care about grandma. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> that is not the motive that I see with the data manipulation. Mm-mm. Because I absolutely care about my grandma. I haven't got to see my grandma through all of this because she lives in mm-hmm. Washington. God. <laughs> well, that just bothers me. I hate yeah. data manipulation for nefarious reasons. It's like, give it's, me the that data. happens all the time and everything. The thing with data is it's data. You have to extrapolate meaning from it. Mm-hmm. And the only way you do that is by gathering more data, compared to doing the scientific process. What's happened yeah. now is data is being mined for coercion. Yeah. I hate it so much because it's ruining science. It is. That's part of the thing I was... The point I've been trying yeah. to make on Twitter lately is like, you, you can't about? necessarily trust science anymore, at least not generally. No, because government it, it, funds can, science. Exactly. And, and not only that, corporations buy science. And that's, again, there's plenty of cases to prove that. It's a big snake eating a tail circle <sighs> jerk. Because t- so how can we even trust science? Everyone said uh, part of even Biden's platform of running for president was like, Go to, we're going to bring trust back to science. Bullshit. No, you are the last You've actually person. just proven how we can't trust science time and time again. Well, and so and it's not like, just Biden; it's his entire party. It's both parties. What it's do the we entire do? thing. The entire establishment has proven itself to be untrustworthy. Do we make the birthday party and drop a nuke, metaphorically? <laughs> the metaphorical nuke on the entire yeah. structure and start over because there's going to create a power vacuum, and then I don't trust people mm-hmm. to be ethical enough right now. People do not have well, ethics. Thing, we have right to now. replace power without the vacuum first. We do, and it's that's going to be done. hard. It's never been done. Well, what about Gandhi? What about Gandhi? Well, he replaced, well, you're... Maybe he did, I don't know. Well, he, he has his hard, non-violent guys. revolution. It's hard, We can, everybody's talking about what we can do nowadays. We're not the only ones. And I'm like not Russell Brand is a good example. He is, He's got he some really very, good ideas, too. He does. And, well, and he, he, also, he uses words a lot better than I do. I wish you'd all British, listen to him and not he me. He has a British accent, mm-hmm. which makes things Oh, makes he's so smarter. smart. Yeah. He's like... Thir- a British accent easily adds 120 IQ. I, oh, just, it just, someone needs to do a study on period. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be studies on why we think that the, the British people sound smarter. Because I, I have heard... Um, I have heard <laughs> anecdotes, at least, that... People will trust a British accent more. I think that actually some universities have papers on that. I, Do you think I remember rem- seeing something about that Do you think somewhere. it's a remnant from colonialism? They were Probably, a worldwide yeah, because, empire, and well, so they have for authority. A long, for a long time, Britain was the power. The power. A couple hundred years, yep. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. Britain, they had France, authority. And Spain. So maybe it was written into Western civilization that when a British person speaks, there's some yeah, sort of there's, authority there's there. Authority. And they yeah, have that, the, I think, but that's a, a legitimate study they've done. I'm pretty sure. And I they have, have like the papers, a cultural but... stiff upper lip. You know, they're mm-hmm. not prone. Yeah, to Yeah, they, because they actually they actually have an archy. Because <laughs> there's a very also, strong archy. There's also some really is. dumb British people that I love. Oh, for sure there is. <laughs> like it's a 
great. But, but you notice their accents are class driven too. There's they like are. a there's an upper class accent. There's a cast and then there's accent. a there there's a down to the street bums have a completely different accent than the. They're the very hyper sensitive. It's about not just it too. language. It's accents. It's so weird. Well, in America, we do the same thing. People look down. I have friends that grew up in Arkansas and some of the most educated, smart people I've ever met. But because of their accent, people think they're stupid. That's true. You yeah, like we you have take, it here. Let's take a let's pretend. Well, like it's a good example. Like a, I think who was talking about it. doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably steal their idea here, but <laughs> an Indian Indian doctor. Let's say they're working down south. Okay. Them southern people don't trust him because he's Indian because they yeah. are a little bigoted down there. Unfortunately. Oh boy. He's a fucking. Ge- he's learning medicine in in multiple languages. He's yeah. a fucking genius. I think it was Michael Malice that said this. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's like he's a he learned I heard, I medicine in, in two, two languages, languages or more. Yeah. And we look down on him because he's an Indian. Come on, what the fuck? That's stupid thinking. There's big Absolutely people dumb. Everywhere. Get your head out That's of your That's why I like to tell people. But then a southern guy goes to New York and all the New Yorkers look down on him. He could be the smartest fucker in the world. Don't New Yorkers as a whole look down on a lot of things? Yes, this is New York. Well, they literally look down on things because they're up, they're, ta- they're up in their literal towers. And not all New Yorkers. My best friend was from Brooklyn yeah, in high we're school. Joking. I'm it's just messing around. We're just messing around. Well, I intentionally tell people I grew up in a trailer in the wilderness with bears because <laughs> I want. I Well, I did. And also, I don't want people. To put me on any sort of platform to fall off of. Right. I want to try to stay as humble as possible because, guys, it's not fun falling off stuff. No. I'm not scared of heights. Well, why do you just... think the power elite don't get off their high horse? Because falling off stuff sucks. Yeah. We're all afraid of it. We have to rope them and pull them down, and even that's hard. Well, and I don't want to be mean to the elite either. They were obviously smart They're enough. They're still people, and I still get... love them. Yeah. I just wish they did things differently. That's all. Well, and maybe do they go have a forum with the commoners? Do you talk? Hell to no. The they babes? look at the Bilderberg group or the Davos group. All these groups. Yeah, they brought Greta in there. They don't let us they, in. We can't even. We don't, I don't know consider what Greta a commoner about. anymore. She's not a commoner. She put herself. I don't even know what the fuck. I think they just using. They're just using. They her. used her. But also, at the same token, I imagine she does is passionate about what she believes in. I hate it when grown-ups are mean to Greta. She's a kid that adults exploited because she has some passion about something. Yeah. It really bothers me. She's in one of them people who are like, why did the generation before mine fuck up everything so bad? And that's How like, dare you? And Yeah, and also, like, and she... how dare you say we're wrong? She made an, an idea and a thought yeah. process based on the availability of information and stuff that she observed in the world at the time and was passionate about it. Mm-hmm. We should all have so much passion. Maybe things would be better. But why are people so... Like, now she's hyper-famous because of it. Well, and then... And they did that to her, I think. It might even been on purpose. I don't I know. I don't know either. Tinfoil hat. Tinfoil that's hat. That's the tinfoil hat talking. Well, why can't people just separate all these things when we're talking about stuff? Like, I don't know. So I've been thinking about what I can do to get stuff done. Because we've already got enough crap on the table. We don't have room to, yeah. to lay out more. This is not going to get better by them know. trying to tell us what to do, though. And guys, well, us talking about these things, we're not better than you guys. No. I don't feel like This I is am. purely for discussion. I'm not trying to say that I am. I don't think my ideas are the best. I'm just throwing them out there because I just... Well, this stuff I'm is bouncing around. I'm trying to use logic our... the best I can. It doesn't mean I'm right. Well, and this stuff is bouncing around in our heads all the time. And I like to mm. think that it's bouncing around in a lot of your heads, too. And it gives you angst and it makes you want to. Some days you feel good. From what I see in society, this kind of is so bouncing around a lot. So, shouldn't of we heads. all discuss it? Because then we'll find ideas. That's yeah. the whole point of well, hypothesis. The problem too. with podcasts is it's not really a discussion. This is why I like the idea of that Clubhouse app. Because we can it's like podcasting have... with people there. That's true. And they can join in. Cause... Eventually, they'll fix the whole, you know problem with they have to use a goddamn iphone mic i seen an article the other, i'm sorry i digress but i saw this article about the clubhouse app okay and i don't know if this is like technological elitism or what but they were saying they're afraid of android users being able to use the app because 
of the immediate change in the quality of the talks of because of just literal because of microphone technology because at the moment it's only on Apple so there's a standard of audio quality because of the iPhone app or the iPhone mics it's and they were talking about uh, we don't we don't know if it's gonna be good if Android people start using this app because then the mic because there's all sorts of different microphones like Apple has propri- proprietary or exclusive technology and they try to keep it standard. But I, Apple's a completely different program. Or Apple, pfft. Android is open source. It's a third. It's a. It's a. It, they use whatever different microphones they want. Whoever builds the phone, it's up to them. I just completely learned. different platform of technology. I just so there. But it was just funny that they were worried about it because oh no, the audio quality will be all over the place. Oh no. Oh heavens! It's like oh heavens, my god, heavens. guys. No, I just learned that I'm Come superior on. to you because I have because you, no really. <laughs> I, I did this thing on Twitter. It was funny. <laughs> so um, stupid. I gotta find the tweet, but some Duncan Trussell said something about Clubhouse and iPhones, and you know, and what? I was like, I was like, oh yeah, because it's just gonna, it's just gonna give uh, iPhones and or people with iPhones another excuse to be pompous and delete. Do you know what, guys? Because they iPhone, are there's a, there's a thing there. There really but is I'm a thing there. I'm not pompous. People or will, really, I bought it because my first one lasted six years, yeah, and I'm cheap. And that's utilitarian. That's okay. Oh, but oh, let's talk oh, about let's unpack this because they are there really though. is a yeah. there is a thing there. But then also because they're expensive phones unnecessarily. They don't. They're not actually that much better than some of the Androids that are cheaper. Like there are cheaper Android phones that are like objectively better than an iPhone. Well, uh, let's put it in context. If you use your iPhone and what you pay for it and you use it for four to six years, it's actually cheaper than the Android phone you're going to have to replace every two years. But that's if, a, that's a the, average, thinking, I, the average iPhone user gets the newest one the second it comes out. That's what so, I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. So this is what I'm talking about, though. You don't have human, to replace Androids every human, two. There's plenty of really good Androids. Again, it's My parents just, lasted for four years, People but have this average, mindset of iPhones because it's a club. It's an exclusive club. It's yeah, a, it's a, I don't everybody, care about That's why clubs. this Clubhouse app... It's funny. It's a it's a perfect example. It's an elitist club right now, though. Because right, it is. It's an invite it's in only, yeah. and there's a lot of billionaires and 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 techno- technocratically elite people on there trying to talk about in the shadows how they're going to change society. So you guys, <laughs> Tim Dillon talks about this in a very mm-hmm. good, way. good way. I love the way he describes it. You guys need it. to just come join Hive.io. Check it out because there is no elitism there. No, but it, it is, is an exclusive club. You have to make an account. Yeah, but it's free. Yeah. That's fine, but you still have to make an account. You do. Well, I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. Most things, well, but my problem is, though, is humanity is basically never leaving high school. Kind of seems that way. We're well, all in cliques and groups. and It's so annoying, though. The jocks think they're better than everybody else, and the rich kids think they're better than everybody Everybody thinks they're better than everybody else, and there's a war. It's why are war. we doing this, though? Why? Like, why? Okay, Because it's in our DNA. I've talked, we've already talked I about this. I know, but what? It's a mechanism. We can't escape But once you have awareness, effort. you can fight it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd weigh 300 pounds, and you would be stoned all the time. Oh, fuck yeah. So, the thing is, is once I you have awareness... I still would be stoned all the time if I could, but I have kids in it. I chose to... But that's what I said. You have awareness. You knew that that was not a healthy state to stay in all the time. True. So you changed your patterns of behavior. As did I. It can be done. It just requires you to go through a little discomfort. yeah. Well, and a new habit takes, what, 21 days? Yeah. Let's just put it this way. It took effort for us not to be monkeys. It really did. A lot of it. So can we make the effort to not be some sort of high school Netflix serial drama as a whole? Like... I don't know. Have you seen Netflix lately? Oh, it's something. There's a there's a theme going on there. There is a theme. Apparently, they're funded by some kind of like black shadow bank. I don't know. I heard a conspiracy theory the other day. Oh, you hear a lot of this. I'm not going to go into the theory, but I would like if to they are, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. What's this black bank? I want to know about it. Let's look into that later. But you you guys should look into that. It's a it's a 
Conspiracies are fun. Let's put it that way. They really are. Well, they feed some sort of part of your soul because you quite like them. I like them. You, my They're father loves them. I get on r slash conspiracy all the time because it's hilarious. I like nature. Some of the things people come up with, the dots they connect. Wow. I like nature's metal. Wow. Nature's metal is Nature's metal is awesome. Yes. Guys, Reddit's awesome, Reddit by is the way. amazing. If you haven't ever been on Reddit, you're missing out. I feel like anybody that would listen to our podcast there, knows about no Reddit. No matter what things you're interested in, there's a subreddit for it, and you're going to like it. There's even stupid subreddits that make no sense to me whatsoever, and I love them. I love every R slash G-G-G-G-G, however many Gs it is. It's a lot of Gs. Some Gs. It's just pictures of the letter G in different scenarios. I don't understand it. But it's great. I also like Crackhead Craigslist. Crackhead Craigslist. I related to some of those people, I think. I'm telling you, get on. If you guys have never experienced the wonderful world of Reddit, just go lurk. Google. Just do a quick Google search um, of uh, top. top, I think just just type in gateway subreddits. That'll be a good Google search. Gateway subreddits. Because there are some gateways that'll get you hooked on Reddit like it did for me. Yeah. I believe Crackhead Craigslist was my catalyst. Was that your catalyst? I don't know. Because I I had known about Reddit, but I I just thought it was your typical forum. I found Reddit. But then I found some good juicy ones, and and then I started digging deeper into, okay, what other subreddits are there? And then I discovered there's a subreddit for for everything and things that don't even exist. There's just a subreddit for just... It. I found Reddit like an, a long. I'm gonna say over a decade ago, a long mm. time ago, when it first because of the personal finance subreddit is one of the. And then there's poverty finance subreddit, which is actually better for most of us because most of us do not have six figure incomes. Um, but there's so much free, wonderful information, and yeah, you gotta comb through the good and the bad. But that's what I want to do. I want to curate my own existence. We should start a subreddit that's the opposite of personal finance. And just give advice on how you can completely wreck your life financially. It'd Isn't be hilarious. that unethical life pro trips? <laughs> kind of, sort of like that, but like just financially. Like just okay. create a billion different scenarios on how you can completely wreck your world financially. That's what hilarious. Wall Street Bets is. Like, kind of we what Wall Street Bets that, started but, out to but be. But like yeah. the, the antithesis yeah. to Dave Ramsey. Yeah, just for fun. Just that for, would be fun. Because it's a meme. We like memes. We do like, we like memes. We like to be a little meta in this world. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's fun. But uh, I mean, really, though, we got to really start having these discussions. We do. We, are. we do. Um, we it's can't be the only ones talking about this. And I know we're not. And we're also willing to make ourselves uncomfortable to further our principles and to help change things. I know mm-hmm. that I want to do better at that because I am one of those people that would rather let people squabble and struggle for power themselves. But at the end of the day, I have to live in that world that these people are creating, and so I've got to take more yeah. action. Yeah. And Guys, they're on Clubhouse talking about how to change us, how to change society. Yeah. And we don't get to be a part of that we conversation. We don't get to say. But they have the power to do these things. So do we start our own Clubhouse that works on Android, too? It, and they're it's supposedly going. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I find that it's, very funny. It's supposed to be coming to Android eventually. But oh. again, them goddamn pompous iPhone users are scared of the audio quality. Guess I what? Did, I didn't know I was pompous. I'm really excited it's, that I'm pompous. You can go and buy a, a you know a good microphone that'll plug into your Android. It you can do. What is that? That is just about. an elitist term. It is. It oh is. my that, god! I just had to point that article because it's fucking hilarious to me. I the, the put, little iPhone elitism crap. That's come on, guys. I want to burn. Your phones aren't that good. Let's put it in reality. Like, I can do a hell of a lot more on my Android that cost me forty dollars than you could do on your iPhone because it's open source. I can change every little bit of settings, no matter what it is. I can root my phone and change everything. But then also, my iPhone is more private it. and secure yeah. than your Android phone. Not really. Pretty, Not necessarily. Uh, That's the marketing scheme that they like to put out there, but. How many bugs have you had? There's plenty of exploits for Android. Well, there are too. In fact, you know what? Um, 
But you're let, starting no, to sound have, like an a, elitist Android user. I'm not. I'm just saying. Um, Are we going to argue about? I don't care what phone you use, but I, I just want to. I want to reveal the marketing excited. here because okay, they, they claim that they're the most secure. Oh, that's but not. Guess what? what? Because iPhones are so popular, hackers know that most people have them, so they're going to look for exploits in iPhone because it uses one set of operating system, whereas Android there are probably hundreds of different iterations of it because it's open source that you can't find an exploit for every one of them. Therefore, your group of people you're trying to hack are way smaller and less incentives. But you know that everybody on iPhone has the same operating system. All they need is one exploit and you got uh, millions of people hacked, gone, done. So it's not more secure. But the thing is, Brady, they just claim it is because it's because it's Apple. I'm just saying thing. it's a marketing scheme. Android's way more secure because you have a you have a different one phone. There's thousands of different phones of Android, and they all have different firmware and operating systems. So, they hackers would have to find an exploit for every single one of those. It's impossible. That's less incentive to do that. Are you so, sure? technically, Androids are more secure. As long as you don't get the Galic, the most popular ones. That's the whole thing. Hackers look for low hanging fruit. Well, they do. Unless it's a very specific hack. But see, the problem like is... Like the president's specific phone and they want to hack the president's phone. Which won't happen, probably. The bigger existential problem is, though, is people just use what they like. And they're trying to attribute elitism to their yeah. things. I don't use Mac computers. No, I won't. Well, well, no, what, what I'm right. saying... You don't. This is, is Windows. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why not... Don't hack us. I have... I don't even care. I don't care. Like, I like PlayStation and Xbox. I know that makes me evil. Hell, I probably would like Stadia. My Stadia's point fun. I got, I got, uh, yeah. Is I got in Stadia the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It, but people at the end of the day, so we just want to play video games. Or at it's the like, end of the day, we just want a smartphone. I right? have friends, though, that will argue to the death that PlayStation yeah. is superior. And it's like, yeah. okay. To well, you? I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just taking a logical approach. Like, there are things that are superior about iPhones. And, and then there are, are things that are yes. superior about Android. So, Same with Xbox, PlayStation, all these different things. And it's actually a good example for everything in society. Like, you just have to weigh your pros and cons. And, and pick what works for you yeah, or what you like. A, or... Take a utilitarian approach to everything. This, Well, I believe in minimalism. I think I'm really, I like minimalism. I need, I want to embrace that you? more. I know, I really do. <laughs> How dare I do that? But my point being, in my house alone, there are PlayStation things. There are iPods. There are... All of the different manifestations of stuff, because you know what? The, I don't give a shit. It's just wh whatever hey, works. What could I afford at the time, or what's you know what I mean? Well, exactly, and also it doesn't matter at the end of the day because I'll never be as cool as the people who decide what's cool. Uh huh. That's so true. Why not just use what it, makes? And that no constantly sense? evolves anyway. So it does. Like you know, why are Bitcoin people... was cool a week ago, and now everyone's on Ethereum and hives being pushed like a motherfucker all of a sudden. Oh my god, and... they're everywhere. So it's like you're Hive never cool. you're never gonna keep up with the trends. And I don't, I don't even know if, I don't even think trendsetters can do it anymore. It's too, it's, I think that. It's autonomous on it anywhere, anymore. Well, and it's all about a monkey throwing poop. Like, oh, let's see if this is cool this week. I actually love being around people that make fun of it. I think that's why we like memes so much. <laughs> memes are the best. Because. Memes poke, there is no, nothing sacred in the land of memes. How about you that. just like what you like because you like based on the availability of information at the time. And mm -hmm. if someone comes down on you for it, that's cool. They like what they like. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care. But there is a mindset. And I think it's more prominent in America of like branding. I like hate branding. Superior branding. Yeah. It's a virus to me. Well, to like, me, it's a virus. Like if I don't you know. are a tech Maybe head, wrong, you, but... you have like your iPhone and your Tesla. Uh -huh. and like, your... Let's just make an example. A Nike t-shirt 
is strived for because it's some kind of a status symbol. Yeah. It's literally no different than a diff like a a plain ass five dollar t shirt at Walmart. That's got an it's iron just on a t shirt. Yeah, I can I can iron on a Nike symbol. It looks exactly the same. Functions exactly the same. Made of the same material, but because Nike made it, it's and you have to pay so much for it. You have to buy into the club at a higher price. It's a more exclusive club. Bullshit. I hate that shit. Yeah. But there's, for some reason, it's a virus in America, that thinking, that and type it, of thinking. And it's perpetuated all this time. With the availability of choice, there shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be that but, way. But I'm also different than the herd because I buy things on practicality. How much can I afford? What's it going to do? Is it going to perform the task I want a certain way? Things like that I consider. Mm -hmm. Like my car. It's a 2005 Toyota Matrix. Yeah. It's the best car in the world. It isn't going to get me any kind of status... Do we care about But it's size? got a really good safety rating. It's got a really good rating and all these things. It's got good gas mileage. I bought it on those principles of, is it going to perform the task I need a car to perform in a good way? Safe way. But I have no status. It's a freaking, it's a goddamn Toyota Matrix. It isn't special <laughs> have, by any means. Uh, I love the car thing. Let's talk about this too, because yeah. there's the car culture in California. People's cars are spotless there, right? <laughs> They've never seen my driveway. Like from this, from October to March, I have a very relatively new car because I drove the same car for 15 years, my yeah. 2000. Ford Escort, and then I went using the military USAA's car buying service and brought a brand spanking new car for less than the used cars. Yeah, I'm like you, utilitarian. Yeah, you know, gotta get that discount. But my car right now, this cute little blue Elantra car, is covered in mud. It looks like I've been you an off road of that, and I intentionally do not wash it because I love parking it down in Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> no one will park I, next to me. I love the dichotomy of vehicles in Idaho because you have the. Because there is a good mixture of yuppies and rednecks here. Oh, like man. really a huge, oh. there's almost nothing in between. We have got Land Rovers and then we have 1980s Park, Ford right Rangers with a yeah. bailing twine wired drive shafts. Parked next know? to each other at Walmart. It's so at Walmart, amazing. guys. Not at fucking, no. not at Macy's or whatever. I don't even know if we have we a fucking Macy's anymore. I don't think we do. <laughs> but it's just a funny dichotomy to see in, in every parking lot in Idaho, especially at Walmart. You got like Porsches and Teslas and... Land Rover's parked right next to this 1984 Toyota beat to shit covered in mud held together with bailing twine. And a Ford Windstar yeah. minivan. And a Ford Windstar <laughs> minivan. That's and then you, it, but it it's seems like so everybody here is a goddamn Ford Explorer. Jesus Christ with that. Oh, no one's uh, Subarus. Don't yeah. get my There's a lot of Toyotas here, though. But like ever, there's so many SUVs here, though. It's ridiculous. So I might intentionally drive a car. SUVs suck. I don't understand why that became such a big thing in America. Well, They're not good. They're just I'm not, not a super big fan of them, honestly. They're just not well made. Have you noticed that all of the like middle class ladies are driving the weird bug shaped SUVs, or mm -hmm. else a Jeep, uh, some sort of always Jeep. a Jeep. Like that Jeep's is another the, status. Symbol. That's the middle class white it's lady a cult. car. Jeep is a cult. Like but really they're terrible vehicles. Like they are, but it's a cult. It was a manual transmission went out at thirteen thousand miles. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible. They're not good. That's a terrible. Vehicle. They don't even care though. They dismiss how bad their vehicles are because it's a cult you're a jeep owner you're part of a club they will fight to the death they will fight to it's the death more of this nothing wrong with it you guys can like jeeps if whatever you like jeeps, it's a culture oh, thing i love willie's jeeps from yeah, the some, 50s. Of the, some jeeps are, are awesome and some jeeps are garbage and even they'll argue that and honestly i don't care i just find it amusing and they Most and they they me. within that cult will meme about the flaws of their vehicles they love it it's but it's because it's a cult but they will they will die on the Jeep hill. So how do we because kill, they love Jeep as a brand? How do we kill the cult mechanism? So why are we <laughs> so know. weird about it? Because I honestly find uh, most of these people I don't care that you want to own a Jeep. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I own a Jeep you, if you, you want. I, but I find it amusing. It's your transmission you're going to replace yeah, every thirty thousand miles. You go ahead and spend mine. that four grand. That's, that's fine. fine. That's like, up, that's up to you, man. Most people's cultic behavior amuses me, except don't, for when it coerces me. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want to try to. I just don't want them to try to sell me a Jeep because I'm. I, I don't. I'm not on no. that level. I'm not in that club. 
I'm more of utilitarian. I like Toyota too. because I like the principles they apply in manufacturing. I love uh, which is those oh, the of samurai. the samurai. Hi. The samurai. I know we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I like and I've tried. I'm trying to get Elon Musk to apply those principles to Tesla because I think they would benefit. Not that Teslas are bad by any means at all. I, but I think every, I'm, I'm just, in my opinion, every car company should apply those principles because thinking, then we had just have better cars everywhere. I was just thinking my car ownership is a dichotomy because I have a Hyundai Elantra. I love this little car. It gets like 45 to 55 miles a gallon, right? Oh, very, Hyundai. very yeah. good car. Practical. Very, very practical. practical. And then I have Rufus. <laughs> the most unpractical vehicle in, almost in existence. <laughs> the 2007 one ton six it's just pack. A, it's a one, tier under Hummer. I have, I <laughs> It's like the most non-carbon friendly vehicle ever made. Yeah. And I have it for utilitarian purposes. Oh God, you start. But it's for utilitarian purposes. I have animals. I have to haul you things. You gotta have a truck on So I have to haul this. And I don't drive it a ton. But the p- part about that is funny about it is it has a thing on the front I call the cow chucker. <laughs> it's this huge rusty brush bar. And yeah. then the flatbed on Rufus is the most crappiest looking wood of all time. Yep. And when you park next to people, we went to White Sands on our road trip with the Rufus when we first got it. Tom backs into White Sands. We are surrounded by yuppies in all manner of every SUV, every manifestation, right? Tom gets out in this old redneck truck of ours. Puts a reclining zero gravity seat and starts eating sunflower seeds. In space. <laughs> yeah, no but Tom one, likes that. No one would park next to us, yeah. and people would just stare at him when Tom, he walked. Tom likes to, zero f's to, given to mind fuck people, and I think oh, I admire that about him. He's got him. a couple dogs on as there. A, as a as a, a prominent memer. What then we I, tow, I love that about. Then Tom. we tow this one person or trailer with the non one person truck. You gotta love it. I think you just have God to. God bless America. Yeah, only in America. It's really right? all I'm trying to say. God bless America. Yeah, and was, everyone should own we, a Rufus. We do, we do complain about things and we break down some problems. But it's guess what? We it's love still life. this is still the best country that's ever existed. And it's and you can't argue against that. There's no argument that can ever convince me otherwise. And I we're also care. not saying all the countries are bad because there's wonderful things in every other country. There is we're not being again is the same thing with the iPhone and Android thing. There's plenty of good things about like New Zealand. But compared to America, there's also things that America does better. It's yeah, just one of those Yeah, we're not trying things. to be American Unfortunately, there's no perfect so country. There's no perfect republic. There's no perfect it's made of people. society, unfortunately, because it's made of people. Yeah. I think that was the overarching point of Everything this entire episode about. is like, <laughs> people <laughs> seem to be the common denominator here. People the problem. Parts. We're the problem. People parts. People parts. People, people parts. problems. People problems. So... But, 90, but I got we 99 got a word. problems and a people we, ain't one. But I just... Yeah. <laughs> Man, we need a we need AI better now. I think that could be an interesting. I would I love know. to see an experiment. There's got to be a way to run that experiment that I was talking harmlessly. About. We should try without it. accidentally creating Skynet and nuking the world. Hey, I hey mean, FBI or smart Mars? people that are listening to me, oh, I volunteer as tribute. Elon, maybe that's why everybody's Mars. trying to go to Mars. Is to Get try to it. Mars and, and try to use AI as a government system. Can we? Tr- well, moon the moon is closer. Because yeah, then if the if the AI becomes sentient and destroys the planet, at least it's just Mars. It's. <laughs> It's unanimously agreed upon that Mars kind of sucks. Let's uh, even the rovers. What do you have against the color red? How dare you? I know. How God dare you? Damn it! My, really? He's, re- he's reddest. On every level of objectivity, it. Mars sucks. There's nothing there. It's you, rocks and bullshit, and maybe some ice. And your redism is showing. I'm, I know. How dare I? I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little planetist. You're planetist. You're reddest. Earth is better. I am a very elitist on Earth here. 
I yeah. agree that Earth is probably the best planet. Earth supremacy. At least in our solar system. At least that we know of. Yeah. Earth, based on the availability of information, I'm an Earth supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just devolving. I am an Earth supremacist. I'm an Earth supremacist. That'll be probably the title of the episode. Earth, Earth supremacy. Earth supremacy. <laughs> but I just, you know, there's just problems. we got to address these problems. One at, a, one at a time, if it has to be. And then to address them, you got to talk about them, identify them, and posit solutions. And that's what we do with our podcast. But you know what? And have a because we're doing that, we're gonna get uh, probably a lynch mob after us eventually. I don't. Eh. It's just what we did. I say I was immortal. A lot of the things we say on this podcast are definitely against the mainstream thought. I think I'm very anti-establishment. I am too. But yet at the same time, I have no problem following rules if they're good for people. Yeah. Depends on the rule. But I'm not going to follow the rule because it's a rule. I'm going to follow no, the no, rule no. if it's a good thing. Because again, it, it boils back down to like, you know, a lot of the things the Nazis did in Germany were illegal. But they weren't that good That doesn't mean for they people. were good. They weren't good for or, people. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing so it's about like, that was good for people. You can't people. just follow rules because it's a rule. You can't put that much power into the establishment. That's then why we have I'm pro- anti-establishment. Then it creates its own problems. So just be good because it's good. Be good for good for goodness sake. That's what I'm talking about. You follow a rule because it's just and ethical and doesn't cause harm to others. The yeah. second that that crosses that Rubicon into coercing me into doing things just because you decided it was good for me, mm-hmm. we can have a problem, which yeah. is why we have a problem right now. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if the guardrails of life are steering you towards the furnace, don't you want to smash through the guardrails and go into the field instead? I want to jump those bastards. So that's the, I mean, really, that's... We're jumping the guardrails. You can't always trust the guardrails. Earth supremacy. Because some people out there like to aim those at furnaces, and then we all burn. So we're Earth supremacists that hate guardrails if they're restrictive? Mm-hmm. I like where we went with this today. I might need some more coffee, though. Yep, on that note, I think we're going to end this episode here, because if we just keep talking, it's going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're never going to really know where we're at cohesively, so... Exactly. Um, Bye! Uh, wait, real quick. Uh, oh, wait. We've been doing this whole podcasting thing wrong, and oh. we... We, have? we need to talk again about uh, oh. interacting with us, please, on social media uh, yeah. or on email Here's or just we're... generally share the podcast for us, please. Those of you that have, a.k.a. I don't wanna, <coughs> Big R, I don't you're wanna, awesome. I don't want to whore us out. And I'll say this every week. We need you guys to spread the word. We're not asking you for money. We're not asking you to send us stuff. All we want you to do is share our podcast with your peers, your family, everybody, because I don't care if they're going to like it or not. Just let them, let them decide. Well, uh, and, and that's the whole point you of You are going to whore us for us. <laughs> we don't... <laughs> Does that make us pimps? Oh, yeah, oh I know, God, I know. no. Uh, <laughs> podcasting pimps, I Podcast don't know. But really, com. like, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, like, put myself in a magazine metaphorically and, like, I don't know. We don't like just, the establishment when it comes to marketing, yeah, and so exactly. we're going to do this organically. It's and hard, though. Well, it is, but we also do this because we love it, and we feel like we want to be part of the existential discussion, and we want to kind of fan that flame with you guys, too. So, yeah, usually the flame only gets uh, fanned if there's challenge. Yeah. Please, challenge. Challenge. But honestly, though, we just, we need, we need you guys to share us, please. Yeah. Because the only way we're... Or tell us to shut up. We probably won't shut up. Yeah, you could do that if you guys don't like... Here's the thing, though, if you don't like us... Just don't listen. I don't understand why you're listening, but nobody's came at us yet so no we've uh, actually got pr- pretty think positive pe- i think people generally like to listen to us you I gotta hope. think though most but people... we don't know because you guys aren't even telling us you were listening to us it would be nice to just communicate with you guys who are listening i know they're i know you're there i can see the metrics unless it's just the government and they're keeping no. an eye on us what but if that's we... our listeners that's what if our awesome. listeners is the cia i'm okay with and it. that's it hi 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 analyst but what, if, what if we could change their mind <laughs> <laughs> the 
than one subversive CIA agent. Whatever. That would be. Can you imagine? That would be a good. Actually, that's a good book. I feel like it's a good plot. A podcast that gets a thousand listens every week, but it's just the NSA. And then it leads about a narrative that yeah. causes something unexpected. Uh, you know what, though? We're not true crime. I like that. And we're not supernatural. Sorry. And so we're not going to be for everybody because not everybody wants to think about uncomfortable things. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But those of you that do, please share us. Yeah. We like that. Well, we might we might talk about true crime every once in a while. Though. Stay tuned and oh. share us. Oh. And maybe we will. Okay. I do like true crime. It's I fun. enjoy it as well. I'm not obsessed like a lot of people are, though. Some people, that's their whole world. I wonder why. I don't know. Well, I'd like to talk we gotta about... Figure, we'll talk about that See, eventually. See, we've met about I, it. I, I, I want to talk like about to... the psychology of why people are obsessed it, with true It is crime. something I lately I've been thinking about a lot. Well, especially because I look at like the market of podcasts, and it's important to do that as a podcast. Yeah. But then, I again, true crime's just on top. You can't beat it. I don't understand. Well, and, What's next, though? Because eventually people are going to get bored. We always do. Well, you're gonna run, you'll never run out of crime, but you'll run out of interesting ones. Yeah, exactly. Crime, crime happens every day. Look at Florida. They're required to report every single little crime, and that's why we hear about Florida Man a lot. Also, I a love good Florida subreddit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, we might do an entire episode on Florida Man too. And there's also like, Florida woman. God dang. And Florida, Florida children. Florida people. Florida sorry. grandparents. Sorry if I'm being uninclusive on Florida, but it's just the meme. I'm just, I'm just perpetuating the meme. I just. I'm wanted, not the one who's bigoted. If that's what you think it is. I just wanted to say, Florida amen people. and a women. Amen and a women. <laughs> yeah, on that note, uh, amen and a woman. Goodbye. Bye. You killed my father! Coming to theaters July. Easter egg!